podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Live here with the one and only boxingvoice.com. And I know what my business is about, I know what I'm capable of, so. I'm excited to be fighting at home in front of the family and long time friends. I'm going to be a great show and a great performance with myself. I'm going to be a great show and a great performance campeón unificado, invito, he hecho que él está bien, que tiene su, su opinión, yo tengo la mía, que está peleando. Hey. I'm kind of like Tim Duncan in the sense, in boxing, like, you know, I do everything right, fundamentally sound. Hey. 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 He is the fighting pride of He's good at what he do. Hey, Daddy. Undefeated WBO lightweight champion of the world. Hey, Daddy. Taking, you know, any credit away from Arrow. He's a great fighter. He's good at what he do. But when you compare him to Terrence Crawford, there's no comparison. He's a Boxingwiz.com. Sit back and watch this. I promise you something. I promise you something. All that shit you talking, all that shit you talking don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. I can I can blow my guns at you. You can blow your guns at me. But at the end of the day, them two bucks got to get in the ring. Hey, Dad. We've been here before. You try to get there. Alright? I can tell you how it is to be undisputed. You can't tell me shit. This is dope. Hey, Daddy. Y'all support y'all fiber. Let's come together. Make this event a success. Everything about Terrence Crawford is better than Earl Smith Jr. Boxingwoods.com. What up, what up, what up, what up, buenos dias, good morning ladies and gentlemen, good morning, welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. 
and we're here to continue discussing Terrence Bud Crawford and his uh, very extensive victory lap. Uh, but but he continues to drop some um, very provocative headlines out here. Salute to Sway's Universe for the amazing interview that gave us uh, quite a bit of content to discuss here as a community. The unfortunate thing about today is that, yet again, our landline is down, so you could only connect with us via Discord or Twitter Spaces. Now, I did go ahead and make that link uh, a permanent link, because I guess that was the issue with Discord. It was uh, expired every seven days. So that's a permanent link now. Uh, Discord is available to call in. You can use our voice channel. Don't forget, you can engage right here at youtube.com forward slash the boxing voice, where I hope you've already subscribed because there are a lot of you, and I mean thousands of you that just watch and don't subscribe for whatever reason. I get it. Some of you watch on TVs and things like that. It's a little more difficult to hit the like button or subscribe, but please find your way over to you know, over to it, navigate there and hit that subscribe as it's super important to me. I want to keep getting those big name interviews and I need those numbers, you know? Uh, speaking of interviews, we have a few things lined up for today and tomorrow. So um, we should be, I think we're going to have Steven Nelson on today. Um, he was obviously on the undercard of Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. He was also part of the uh, parade, but he was the pretty much the man in charge of the parade. Also, uh, the the creative mind behind Terrence Crawford's ring outfit, and then the mastermind behind Terrence Crawford's parade float. Rather than having a traditional float makeshift, they just decided to. Get Terrence Crawford's G5, or whatever it's called, G-Wagon, to pull his own boat. And he obviously got dressed up in fishing attire. And the boat symbolized coming down the parade, him coming back from the Big Fish excursion, right? So um, shout out to Steven Nelson. Uh, I actually have to send the link to his manager so we could get him on as soon as possible. That being 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time, and, you know, respectively, wherever else you're at, you do the math. But we will be having Steven Nelson on the show. And uh, for anyone that wants to ask him anything specifically – all you got to do is be a Patreon or a YouTube member. Uh, on Patreon and YouTube members, you will have the ability to ask Steven Nelson a question. And uh, we will ask him that live here on the show and let him know whose question it was. So preferably put, you know, not only your name, but where you're from, right, so that he knows where these questions are coming from. So like Jerry in Dallas or Susan in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? That way we can uh, show them some love. You know what I mean? 
So I've, I've just tweeted out the link if you want to ask him a question. I also pin it here on YouTube. Now, remember, if you're a YouTube member, just go over to the community page, and you should be able to see that there. I'm double-checking to make sure that uh, we have it. I see Tito Mercado. We're going to have Tito Mercado this week. We're going to have Richardson Hitchens this week. Um, I think Hitchens is today in our second show. So, uh, yes, on our YouTube members-only community, you can definitely ask Stephen Nelson a question. I see there's about five questions there for him so far. And, uh, again, I've pinned the link to our Patreon if you want to ask him a question on the Patreon. Um, once again, he was on the undercard. And he had a lot to do with not only the ring outfit, but um, the float itself. Now, we have some things I want you to hear. Obviously, uh, this is uh, some of that interview with Sway's Universe. And um, this is Crawford and his thoughts or, yes, his thoughts on Earl's feelings, right? But I think, I think we, we'll go with this one because I want you to hear the question. Is that the first thing you ate after all of that, like, heavy training and strict regimen? What did you eat after? What's your yeah. diet? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I still ain't ate nothing really crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know what else, two times? I want to ask, in the fight, when did you start feeling sorry for the dude, man? Now I don't know who this guy is, so if somebody could tell me, you guys know I'm 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 only boxing. Um, so but this guy, you know, he's the reason we're here, right? This question is what set up this beautiful answer. Uh around probably like the sixth round. Six round, you started feeling sorry, like yo. I wouldn't say feeling sorry because that was a a fight. I was feeling listen, I love boxing. I ain't and the reason I say that this is a good question is because I was feeling sorry, right? Like, weren't we all at, at some point in that fight feeling a bit sorry, you know, calling for the stoppage? And that's what this guy is about to say. He's about to be like, yo, I never ask for anybody to get stopped. I'm usually like, kill him. But, you know, in that fight, I feel like we all were hit with a with a moment of sympathy for, for Earl because it was just brutal in there, you know? Um... So, again, this is a, a, a great question which set up an even better answer. Helping Bud really get out there commercially. Because what he chose to say is something that's already been, you know, alive in boxing for many years. Um, it's a fictitious character's line that he uses. But, uh, you know... That character has been portrayed in boxing as a destroyer. He does go on to get destroyed, but that doesn't matter because we all know what he represents. So, uh, again, I'm loving this version of Bud. You know, I just wish he would have did this sooner with all the interviews and stuff and, 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 and you know, opening up. Letting us into his personality, into his life. 
I think that helps. When you familiarize yourself with someone, you're more inclined to spend money on them, I guess. Or at least me, right? Because if I don't know you, I don't know why I'm paying for to see you. Just my thoughts. But if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and smash the thumbs up. Let me uh go ahead and let you hear Bud's answer, which was dope. Never say, yo, stop the fight. I'll be like, get his I mean, ass kicked. But I mean, come on now. Listen, man, we ain't, ain't, you in there? I'm like, I'm like Drago. He dies, he dies. Now, you see the reaction that he got with that? You know, I'm like Drago. If he dies, he dies. The whole room bust out in laughter, man. And um, this is exactly what we need from Bud. We need more of those smiles that he's given us here, more of these uh, witty answers to continue to, to, to build that brand and profile, you know. Again, Eddie Hearn made that pretty popular, building the profile, you know. He gave that advice to Wilder, and um, it certainly helped when it came down to selling pay-per-views versus Fury. So, yeah, man, here we are discussing yet again Terrence Crawford and uh, his victory lap. I wanted the day to be the parade show. I have no clue, but, you know, Danny is uh, still MIA, uh, you know. By the time we do that review, it's going to be too late. Uh, but I didn't want to, again, do it without him. I do want to do this WBC raffle, right? We got a whole little pack for you here. We got the WBC hat. Then we got a pin to put on that hat. So I'm going to put this pin on because I was waiting for that, right? It's right here. This is dope. I got one of these. Look. Ooh, let me go to this cam. So we got the little WBC pin. Uh, you might have seen, actually, Bernie the Boxer had this very hat with this very pin. You know, because uh, obviously Mauricio presented the team with these. And he did the same for us right before the fight that Friday night when he came to our appreciation night. So I'm going to go ahead and pin the pin on the hat. Right? I mean, you can put it on the front, but I feel like since it already has the WBC here, uh, then you got the official WBC in the front, then you throw the pin on the side, you feel me? Then we'll, 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 we'll throw it in this little bag for you, right? So it'll go in here. When, it, when you get it, it'll be in here, little, little, little pack. You know what I mean? Then we got these dog tags for you. We're going to do a little WBC appreciation giveaway here. Got these little dog tags. We're going to open this up. See? So this is the dog tag. And on the back it says, always remember, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. Huh? Shout out to Mauricio, man. So we're gonna give you this little dog tag so you can just wear this, you know, like a, like a, like like if you was in the WBC army. Then we got the little hat, right? And we're gonna give you a sticker too. 
little oh, over here. Forgot. I'm gonna give you this little sticker here. <whistles> Reflective and all that. So all this will be in your little WBC care pack. And we're gonna give this away to a luckily a lucky TBV listener. You know. So the, again, it comes with the pin, the dog tag, the hat, the bag, and the little sticker. You feel me? <laughs> T said, run that package. And that's now you got it, champ. All you got to do is win it. We got to win it around here. So we have that available. There's still some books as well. If anybody is interested in the boxing book that you see on the desk here, this is um, the... Breakdown of boxing. Oh, damn. I forgot to say that in that pack comes a little WBC towel you see there. My bad. Let me go to that. Oops. I just noticed that. It also comes with the towel right here. Feel me? A little hand towel. On them hot days. There you go. So that's, all, that's also coming in a little pack. Shout out to my boy Mauricio. I'm hoping to go to the WBC convention this year as well. So we got these books too. Shout out to two-time world boxing trainer, Daryl Flanagan, coach BDB. What up with the breakdown of boxing? Uh, you can find these on Amazon. We, we, we do a few giveaways of these as well because we love coach. Uh, but you can find them on Amazon if you don't want to be involved in any raffles and things of that nature. But definitely should check it out, man. It's a great book. Uh, the one, the two people, I think Stainless got one and a few others. And um, those have been sent out. You should have received them by now. And I hope you're enjoying it for sure, for sure, because... It's a good book. Bougie in Broward says, how much? How much for what, champ? Spence got the wrong people around him. I don't know, man. Can we blame it on that? Or is it, you know, it could be so many things, man. We just have to see. Yo, Ness, do I still get my boxing book that day? What? Bro, SDX, you better pull over and type, man. I don't know what you're saying here. But uh, if you want a book, you certainly get it. You know what I mean? If we haven't sent it out. But uh, I'm pretty sure everyone... Yeah, Bougie, uh, you have to scroll down. It's it's there, um, and if if you don't see it, maybe you got to check your status as a member. But it's definitely there. But thank you for reminding me. I need to send the link to Stephen Nelson's manager. Shit, been supposed to do that. That's what happens when you solo dolo, Scarface, no Manolo. Hey, right on time. He like wait. 
All right, so we will be getting Steven Nelson on. So once again, if you want to ask him a question, head on over to our Patreon page. I have that pinned on our Patreon page. And on our community page, you should be able to see the Steven Nelson post. So let me see here. Give you a little screen share. So this is the community page. So obviously we got the Mercado one. We posted 11 hours. Richardson Hitchens will be having on tonight. That's old. That's old. But there it is. Six days ago. Because we knew we were getting them. So all you got to do is navigate yourself here. Come to the comment section. Drop your question right there. Right there. And then we can ask Stephen Nelson your question. Same thing for Patreon. Just navigate to our Patreon. And uh, you'll be able to go ahead and drop a question. I know, right? Danny needs three days to recover. He act like we was partying. I don't know. I don't know what his excuse is going to be today. But, you know, again, this is, a, this is a job for a person that loves this. You know what I mean? You got to love this. Shit. I, I, I'm dying to talk about the parade. I think we should also just go ahead and do that. Scratch Danny. He's a rap. You know, he ruined he ruined the, 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 the whole thought of recapping it together. Um but yeah, if you want to call in and, and discuss the parade, I'm open. Two more minutes we should be having Steven Nelson as long as everything goes according to plan. And um, I'm being told by many people, right, that uh, there's a video, shout out to Mill City, that uh, Richardson Hitchens and Tank watched the fight together. And uh, that Hitchens won money from Tank in the bet. And I'm assuming that's because Hitchens went with Crawford and Tank the opposite. Um, but still, no one's yet to interview Tank, man, and uh, I think that's that's important and needs to be done. Another thing that needs to be done is uh, to remind you to subscribe. We're at 178,964, so we're almost at 179. I would truly just rather get the 80. You know, let's just get in them 80,000s already. Like 180,000 sounds a lot better than 178. But hey. One subscriber at a time. So if you're on Twitter Spaces, go ahead and retweet, right? Because that's going to get us new people that haven't heard the show. And potentially they want to call in. A lot of people just listen. And I appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes. Drop us a five-star review. Uh, remember, we're on iTunes. We're on iHeart. We're on Spotify. Uh, and uh, everywhere that podcasts are found. So, I'm waiting on the manager for Steven Nelson. But if anybody wants to call in in between that time, we'll try to take that call. And let me check if Brandon is around. Get us a poll going. So once again, um, 
If you want to ask Richardson Hitchin a question, same thing. Just head on over to our community uh, tab on the members poll, and you can do that on Patreon as well. I'm pretty sure, let me double check here. He should be coming on, yes, today at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. So um, he's got a... He's got a nice fight. That's, um, you know, Cepeda's a puncher, right? And uh, Hitchens, I think he's got seven knockouts maybe. You know, um, in his last fight out, he, he certainly showed, you know, superb boxing skills. I mean, Crawford obviously had taken some of the shine away from uh, Richardson's performance. But before Crawford fought Earl, we were discussing Hitchens' composure in that Juan Bowser fight and how he stepped up and um, really shined. Now, Bowser is no Earl Spence, and he's no Sepera. So... But remember, this is not William, the undefeated <clears throat> Golden Boy fighter. This is Jose Cepeda that had a, you know, dangerously close fight with um, who is it that everybody thought got robbed him, right? Uh, was it Jose Ramirez? I think it was the Ramirez fight and something else. Let me double check. Yeah, so the Ramirez fight. You know, that was a close fight. Scorecards 114, 113, 115, and 112, 116, which is 8-4. The other one was obviously a draw, 114, 114, and then you got 7-5 with 113, 115. And this is one of those fights that I said where people thought he won. And that's where he picked up his hype, right, with the hardcores. Um, Goes into the next fight, gets a stoppage. It gets overturned, no contest. Uh, next fight, does his thing with Pedraza. Moves on and continues to stay in the win column. You know, destroyed Josue Vargas <laughs> on the way there. And then got stopped by Regis who Devin should be fighting in October 28th, and, and, and we know has always been a puncher. But um, Cepeda has a 65% knockout ratio. And, uh, I mean, again, his last knockout was not too long ago. Another Brooklyn native, you know, New Yorker, if not from Brooklyn, Josue Vargas um, and Richardson Hitchens so definitely know each other. But... Uh, Looks like I'm joined by So Cold. What it do, Stephen Nelson? How are you? What's up, man? Trying to get this camera to sit straight. <laughs> no worries, no worries. We appreciate you taking out the time to jump on. Um, obviously, I wanted to have you on for a number of reasons. Um, we'll start with the fight because uh, I know Rowdy Montgomery. What's it? What's his nickname? Cause he's got like the illest name 
you know, like he was given he was given this name by birth too. This isn't a ring name. It's it was crazy. Um, but I've legend. watched him. Yes, Rodley Roddy Legend Montgomery. But uh, yeah. I've watched him upset a few Golden Boy prospects. I don't know what you knew about him, and um, yeah. I figured that this fight uh, would go to distance, and it did. Do you feel at yeah. any point in that fight that you thought you could get the stoppage if you did anything different, or was he just as tough as I thought he was? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a tough guy, you know. Um, I feel like I could have pressed the gas more and more on certain times because, like, my stamina is like good. I, like, they told me it was round nine, round ten. I was like, dang, I thought I still had like two, three more rounds. I was ready to go those more rounds, but um, yeah, he he was he was a tough guy. Um, a lot of shots that I landed on him that I would land on other guys, like he was just eating up. So I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, it was a um, it was a great fight. You know, I didn't know nothing about him going into the fight. He was just a last minute replacement, and oh, wow. some of the stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff was going on. Can, can a lot you of tell me going how on. much time did you have? Like how much no, how much uh, days notice? It was about two weeks. Like 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 okay. no, it was like ten days. It was like ten days. It was like ten days. So who were you scheduled to fight? It was two other guys. I was scared wow, to fight. Two fallouts. Yeah, it was a guy that was nineteen and one. I had fought him in the amateurs, and his his management promoter reached out to us and was like, "Yeah, we can we can make this fight happen." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, he's not available anymore." That was like that was like nine nine to eight weeks out from the fight, so it was plenty of time for him to get ready. Um. And then after that, we had Shakir, the guy who was 12, 12 and 0, 11 knockouts from Puerto Rico. Um, damn, I don't remember his name. But he was, yeah, he was 12 and 0 from Puerto Rico, uh, 11 knockouts. And then he was, he was locked down for like the whole camp. And then all of a sudden they said he was injured and he couldn't fight. So that's when we found that last replacement, um, uh, Rowdy. So, champ, I mean, you got the win. Uh, you got a couple of uh, regional belts with the WBO and the WBA. I was present at the at the parade, seeing you have both of those on your shoulder. Um, but you are 35. How do we get the ball moving here? It feels like you only fight when Crawford fights. Yeah, um, because after I left top rank, you know, like we self promoted, and I, you know, I've got different offers from different like smaller, smaller promotions and stuff like that. But uh, by the time I'm about to get those, but it's like, are we gonna fight? You fight on my card, so it's like I'm not gonna take these small fights. I'm, you know, I mean, eighteen and old, thirty five years old. I ain't taking, you know, these small fights for you know, the little pay that they were offering and stuff like that. But luckily for this fight, you know, PBC is looking at, you know, making some things happen. So uh, they got they got a little deal on the table, idea of, of how they want to promote me and everything. And uh, Really? 
Yeah, I'm just waiting. To, I'm just waiting to hear back in the uh, next couple of weeks. Congrats, man! So wait things. a minute. So this will be a deal in 168. Yeah. One potentially, fight? you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not. Um, I haven't signed anything. Uh, we haven't negotiated too much. This is just you know talks that we had with a couple, you know, high members in PBC. So. Um, hopefully we sit down at the table, you know, we've been, you know, enjoying the fruits of our labor and stuff for the last couple of weeks. And hopefully we turn around in the next couple of weeks and sit down and have a meeting. Now, again, uh, just staying on topic, is that fight by fight or, or are they offering you a multi-fight at 68? Because there's a lot of opposition there. I mean, people don't want to fight Benavidez. People don't want to fight Demetrius Andre. You yeah. got Canelo on that side of the street. Got David Morrell on that side of the street. I mean, the 68 pounders, there's a lot for you over there. Yeah, well, it'll be a multiple fight deal. I mean, we haven't, like I said, we haven't sat down and went over negotiations and stuff like that. This was just verbal, nah, you know, sure. verbal agreement. So uh, we haven't sat down and said, okay, let's go this way and that route. But um, from 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 the talks of it, it's really it's a it's a really good deal. So. You know, it's that time for me, and I feel like, like I'm that good where I just pop up. People are like, "Dang, where's guy been? Like, who is this dude? Like, you know, there's people who know me, but the the boxing world. I went to boxing, but like, man, like he, oh, he with Crawford team? Wow, I didn't know. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm looking for, for it too. So, what is? Is is Paul your manager or is he your marketing manager and is Bomac your manager or are you not with Bomac as a manager and just as a fighter um, trainer? You know Bomac, like our relationship, like all of Team Crawford, like we don't have like set jobs. You know, people on different plat platforms put labels on each one of us, but when I see this, people don't believe it. They think we're just saying it because it sounds good. But we're like all like a brotherhood, and like Bo Max, like our uncle and stuff. And they look over. Like none of these guys had the experience in the places in in the in the placements they're in right now. Before, you know, Bud went pro. You know, we all just knew each other from the neighborhood, and we just built a team up around Bud, and then I started boxing, and then around me, it was just like, we're a brotherhood. So, Bomac never had a title as a manager. He just always looked out, and he knew how to handle us as a manager. Mm. But Paul is my marketing... Um, I signed to him as my marketing manager. But, like, he's a good friend of us, so, you know, he, he presents different deals. PG Sports, he presents different deals. Like, hey, got this guy over here, he wants to do this and stuff, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, or nay. Uh, with, with, with marketing and fighting, uh, he's brought he's brought a couple deals to me for fights and stuff like that, but, you know, then the Crawford and um, Spence fight came up, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm on that. <laughs> um, I have James Valdez from San Antonio, Texas. Do you think Crawford will become undisputed at 154? Um, yeah, I think 
the the thing is it depends on the the uh Charlo and Canelo fight. Because when we heard that news, we was like, man, dang, Canelo messing the bag up. But I think um he will. I don't think if okay, let me, let me go back. If Charlo released all the title, Bud is not gonna go chase them all. He's not gonna go and chase them one by one. You know, Bud's at the point where he like, man, like I'm not about to sit around boxing and keep on taking all these fights because people don't understand, man. These camps, the way we train and, and the dedication we have, these camps and all that, man, is taxing. Mm. They, they they real hard because we don't go to a camp just to, you know, train like we do when we off season. We go and we bust our ass like hard. No days off, seven days a week, three, four times a day we training. So, but if Charlo holds on to them titles and Bud can go fight Charlo, yeah. You do know when Canelo and Charlo step in the ring, Charlo loses one of those titles. Yeah, I know. Charlo's not fighting for his title. Only Charlo can No, win. no, 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 no. Canelo. But he will lose one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, he loses the WBO. Tim Zhu will be in Australia. He'll get elevated. Oh wow! I didn't, I didn't look that deep into it, but I mean, in that case too, you know, one, two people, maybe it's a strong maybe, but I don't. It's not like it would be if Charlo kept all the titles and Bud can go up there and fight him. It's a definite yes, but I don't see Bud just chasing down all them titles. And this is not where I mean. I've talked to him about it, and I've gotten his vibe from it. This is just my own assessment of. I don't think Buzz will chase all them titles. I want to go back to you. Uh, out of all the names at PBC in your division, which is your big fight? Which is, like, if it's a three-fight deal, who's last on a deal because he's the big, the big fight, or do you want the big fight first? Canelo, for sure. But, I, I mean, honestly, and just... Strategically, I wouldn't take that fight right now. So who would you? I mean, if they first? offer, if they can't, if they can't me to offer that, yeah, I would. But I wouldn't. I'm not trying to chase that fight right now because, like, I do need that experience. I do need to get that three year ring rust off. I do need to fight better oppositions. I understand that. So strategically, yeah, I want to fight and work my way up. Realistically. Just going there for a paycheck, like, oh, you fight Canelo. Oh, okay. Like, I know, like, he got a lot of experience, you know, uh, compared to my experience. So I do need those fights where I can be like, okay, now I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I feel like I have the skill. I had the talent. But you got to know how to use it. Do you feel you need a one fight? before you fight a David Morrell, who's the WBA uh, yeah. middleweight champion? Yeah. Or can you yeah. go fight straight like into that. a Morrell fight? Fights like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for fights like that because um, he doesn't have the same type of um, ring experience as Canelo. You know, he's good. He's talented. But I feel like I can pull that off. 
So you, I know ways to pull it off. I've seen them fight. I, I know ways I can pull it off. So to be clear, that could be, theoretically speaking, that hypothetically speaking, that could be your first fight. You wouldn't mind it being your first fight with PBC, yeah. David Morrell? Yeah, it could be. Now, what about the fact that they've been having them... Um, What's that, Minneapolis a lot headlining? Would you mind having to go to, quote unquote, his? It don't matter. I don't. It don't matter. We can, hey, we can fight in my backyard. I don't matter. Uh, location don't matter to me. Like, uh, shit, I was there a witness when Bud went over to Scotland and fought and fought Ricky Burns over there, and the the, the whole arena was moving. Like that's Showtime. That's why I perform better when when it's more of a crowd or crowds booing you and stuff like that. You got to prove something. All right. And what, ab what about Demetrius Andre? He is now a two-time champ. He's been kind of that that name uh, in boxing for a long time that doesn't get the respect. Uh, feels he deserves bigger fights. But just also signed the PBC and only fought Demond Nicholson on PBC. There are rumors of him potentially fighting fighting David Benavidez, but would you immediately take an Andre or because yeah. he's a two-time yeah, champ, do you need one fight before that? No, I'll take that too. Mm. What about Andre? What do you see in Andre that you feel would make a good fight between you and him? Um, I just feel like um, he he's good. I'm giving him his credit. You know, I you know I know him not personally. I know him through Bud and stuff. Bud and him is real cool. Um, but um, I just feel like when I watch him, he has a lot of um, openings, a lot of mistakes that he made that I can capitalize off of. How do you think the fight plays out with him and Benavidez, David, if it happens? <laughs> It depends on which one of each of those fighters show up, because both of those guys, they, it's not a consistent performance on both on both ends. Sometimes they have, yeah, I I don't ever see a consistent uh, performance. Like sometimes you will see Benavidez have an okay, all right fight, and the next one you do amazing, and one he have an all fight. The same thing with with um Andre uh, Andre, like he have bouncy fights sometimes on sometimes perfect sometimes it's off so i feel like that fight it depends on which one of those guys show up both nights if if the best benavides show up and the okay uh demetrius uh show up then benavides will pull it off and flip flop if this one show up and that one don't those guys a 50 50 fight it depends on which guys show up I got the perfect scenario. I'm about to speak it into existence. This could actually happen. Yeah. Jamal Charlo, first fight at 68. There was obviously rumors that he was going to fight Canelo. Then his brother comes out. He actually gets the fight. Also doubled down and said it was never Jamal that was going to get it. It was always Jamel that was supposed to get it. Um, but now, Salvador Rodriguez from ESPN, Deportes is reporting that Jamal is next. Obviously, before he fights Canelo, the world would probably want to see him in there with someone because he's been so inactive. But he's the current WBC champion at 160, wanting to move up to 68. 
had conversations, I've already with, with David Benavidez. Now he's got the issue with Keller's plant that smacked him that Friday before the fight. That shit was also, crazy. <laughs> that dude is also 68. So it's like, would you, would you, I know you would take it. Would they be making a mistake giving it to you? Charlo moving up to yeah. 168, you being his first fight. Yep, definitely. Definitely a mistake. Definitely Tell me why. Tell fight. me why. We got to get this fight out there in the universe. He know he need a fight before he get in there with Canelo. You know you want that fight. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Tell, him, tell him to reach out and call me. I'll take that fight. I'll take that fight. The Charlo, the, the big Charlo, he's like, um, I remember when I first started boxing, I seen both of them fight. I was like, man, them dudes is good. But that's when I first started boxing. I didn't know too much about boxing. But now I look look back and I'm like, man, I can beat this dude. Like, in so many ways. I can walk him down. I can box him. Both. It, it don't matter. I can beat him either way. Um, yeah, I want that fight. I'll take that fight for real, for real. Where did you start your, it'd be, your career? It'd be right? dope. It'd be it'd be dope as hell if like <laughs> me and Bud can fight both Trollo brothers on the same card. The only thing with that, it might it, it'll it'll push it back because I feel like Charlo, big Charlo, will need a fight this year because if his brother's fighting uh Canelo in September, that means Canelo's next fight is in May. So Charlo gotta be ready by May. So you and Charlo gotta fight in between May. Between now right. and May. Yeah. Um, but either way, it'd be a, a great fight. Not speaking about anybody else, but on me, on my part, yeah, I'll take that fight. What, what what weight class did you start your career? Are you a natural 168? And by that, I mean, did you start at 68? Nah, I was, I was 78 in the amateurs, and then mm. the pros went down to 75, and then... My nutritionist was like, let's try to see if you can make 68. And and I made 68. Uh, so so not only you know, are you the naturally bigger man, you're like Benavidez coming down in weight to make the weight. So Yeah, for sure. I definitely make I make 68. Like, I gotta have a perfect training camp. I can't just be like right now, they be like, hey, we got a, a fight for you in four weeks. I ain't making a sixty-eight. In hmm. four weeks. I need a full training camp. <laughs> Do you think Charlo's power carries up to 68 from 60 versus you? Yeah, no. Because he started his career at 54. Yeah, but I don't... I never seen him as like, oh, he got hella power. Like, I never never seen him as a, like a, a, dangerous, a, dangerous, a dangerous puncher to me. So... You know, of course, we all elite. We all got some kind of pop, but it's nothing to worry about to me. He comes to 68. Now, he is 32 years old. You're 35. When's your birthday? Uh, June 4th. Oh, so you just turned 35. What, uh, yeah. Do you think that the age matters? We just seen Terrence Crawford put on the best performance of his life at 35. Even though in interviews I've heard him say that wasn't his best. But we the world seem to think that was the best we've ever seen Crawford. And that yeah. was at 35. I think it was, it was just labeled as the best because of who he was fighting and how everybody had Errol Spence being that guy. 
Um, but a lot of times people slept on a lot of Bud opponents because they didn't have that big name. They were coming up and they were undefeated and they were or just won a title and stuff but they or they was overseas and they didn't have a real big name into boxing so people people you know discredit his uh opponents so now i hope that now people give his opponents better credit like man damn that dude bud fought it was he did better than errol spence so he had to be a little better <laughs> so but they say style may fight so it always be some kind of excuse or why you Just know. to double back, uh, Jamal, Big Charlo, is 33 years old, and his birthday oh, yeah. is May, May 19th. So I was just asking, is age nothing but a number to you yeah. because of what you've seen Crawford do? Right. But, um, yeah, so, so to double back on that, um, I don't think age makes a man. I think it's um, how you take care of your body and how much abuse you put your body through. Because some of these guys that I'm competing against, been doing it since they were kids and teenagers. I started boxing at 21 and didn't do any other sport before that. I was just in the army and I just started boxing. Mm. Never played any other, or I play other organized sports like on the street, pick up ball and stuff like that. But I was out in the street, running the streets and stuff like that. So I wasn't, you know, I was too much, I was too much of a nuisance to be any part of, part of any uh, sports. So when I joined the military, and that was my break in life where I started to change my life. I started boxing. So I got, you know, 13, 14 years of experience in my body versus guys who got 20, 25 years in their body, even though they're younger than me. So um, I want to double, I mean, not double, I want to go over to some of the many things that you did before I go back to the people's questions, because we do have a lot of questions from the people for you. Um, but yeah. that being said, I wanted you to, uh, I guess, tell us in your own words, because it's rumored that you designed Terrence Crawford's ring outfit. So I just want to give you the floor and uh, get your, you know, mindset behind it, the, the creative thought process behind it, because, you know, I think that that, that ring outfit will be remembered. Um, and obviously right. that was one of your creations from what I'm told. Yeah. So, you know, since the beginning of my career, I've always made my own uniforms, you know, cause my first uniform, a dude played me and I say, you know what, I'm gonna start doing my own uniforms. And I went and figured it out and I started making my own uniforms. Long story short, but always been, you know, around, we'd be in camp together. He always seen that my own uniforms. But he was always signed to Everlast. Everlast always made his uniform. So back in December, he was like, man, I'm about to ask Everlast if if you can make my uniform or something. They just sign off on it or whatever like that. So he got back to me. He was like, hey, they said that you can design a uniform and just send it to them and then they'll make it. Oh, he wow. said, make my uniform. So back in December, I made his, I made his uniform when, when, when he fought on BOK Prime. And I fall in the card as well. And everybody was like, man, your uniform is dope, dude, made it. And he was like, oh, Steve made me this. So then we come around to this training camp. I mean, Bud was already in the in the talks. He said, man, the, the deal about to get uh, done. I've been talking to Spence. I've been talking to everybody, man. We got to get this shit done. He was like, uh, he said, hey, man, stay in shape. Cause you know you're going to be on the card. Stay in shape, stay in shape. 
That's so then up. when we get to camp, we get to camp, like the like the it was like the second day of camp. He said, you know what time it is, bro? What you gonna do for me this time? I was like, oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. So weeks prior, he sent me a picture of him. He said, man, turn this into like like uh uh, uh Aquaman um uh, um picture Outfit. of me outfit so i was like all right i help him design that picture he posted of him him with the uh thing and yeah yeah so i was like oh man we're gonna do aquaman i'm gonna come out i'm gonna come out as aquaman because i always come out as different characters marvel characters and you know um horror movies of uh, characters and stuff like that but then he posted it he posted it to announce the fight and I seen the comments, everybody was like, oh, you should come out as Aquaman. I said, you know what? I'm about to flip it up. I'm about to switch it up on him. And when he told me, let's design the uniform, I got the drawing. It took me about an hour. Drew it up, came with my mind. I was like, man, old boy called himself Big Fish. We about to go fishing. And I just drew it all up. And I showed him. He was like, man, that motherfucker is dope. <laughs> he said he was like that. I was like, yep, this is what we going with. And I sent it over to Everlast. And then I said, hey, make the, I said, I contacted Everlast. I said, hey, y'all, make sure you have your design team stay in contact with me because I want them to make it exactly how I wanted to do it from the shoes, everything. And, uh, and that's where it went from. The only thing that, uh, I had planned for it, but I didn't get to do it because we had so much stuff going on. Was the net was supposed to have a whole bunch of tackle box gear on it, like bobbers and you know and stuff of that nature. But I didn't get to I didn't get to uh, do it and add it on there when the when the um, the uniform got to us. But it still was dope as hell, man. Everybody loved it. Definitely, we loved it as fight fans when we seen that net across his shoulder. Then you went above and beyond and put it on the waistband. So when he took the jacket off, it's, it's like we still see he out there. Um, the whole but, fight, yep. But since you 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 said it, like we about to catch the big fish, you know, I got to jump around because I'm also told that you were behind the creative thought process on the parade float. And rather than having a regular float, you decided, bro, oh. you should be on the boat. Yeah, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a I'm a creative person, man. All around, even outside the ring, and just being an artist, and you know I I be having all these ideas of stuff I want to do in my life, and I just save it in my notes on my phone, movie ideas, um, skits I want to do, and <laughs> jokes, and all I got all kind of ideas, uniforms and music ideas and and lyrics that i come up with for rapping i just come up with stuff and i just save it because you never know when you might need it so but sometimes it's do off the fly when he was, when he was like you're gonna be on the float I'm like man we're gonna drag it out let's go all the way come out on the boat and the fisherman uh fit caught the big fish to celebrate and we and we're gonna have a fish fry too we're gonna get a thousand pounds of, sh of fish <laughs> go to the park and come free fish everybody show up so 
was that your idea as well? The vest with the with the with the hat? Because I mean, it was full fishing attire. No, nah, you the- know, you know, like like like, man, Bud gonna do what he gonna do, you know. And he a fish, he fish, he he fish for real. Like he really go out. He got a boat. Both of them boats was his boats. Okay. Those are his personal own boats. So he go out fishing all the time. He got all that gear at the house, and he just you know what I mean just put Perfect. it on. But it was perfect. It, it it fits so well to have the fisherman hat and the fucking net. Yeah. Uh, the, the the vest. Um, bro, you were also in charge of throwing the parade. So on top of training, designing the outfit, being, you know, a best friend to your man on the biggest day of his life, you also had to plan the parade and be involved yeah. in it. So tell me a little bit about that. Because honestly, yeah, I never seen nothing like that. Like I know, I know Deontay Wilder had a parade in Alabama. Salute to him. Um, I wasn't able to go. From the pictures I seen, it just wasn't as many people as it was at in Omaha. It was insane out there. I mean, the park yeah. alone had like fifteen thousand. Yeah, but you got to think of it like Omaha don't have a pro team. We don't have a, a pro football and basketball team. So when we get somebody like Bud. To do what he did, that's our Super Bowl celebration. So everybody in the whole city is gonna come out because Omaha, Nebraska is a big sports um, town. But like I was saying in my speech, we have to we have to um, pick teams every season to you know bandwagon on and jump on. Like when we up there, we got people here going for Dallas, people going for New York, people going for L.A. But we don't have our own team. So, you know, we feel like Bud is our own team. And hopefully one day, you know, I'll get there as well. Um, but man, when it when it it uh comes to, you know, the people and the support, man, you can't beat it. And when we first came back, when we first came back from the fight, my phone was blowing up from a, a lot of different um you know, senators and people from organizations around uh, Omaha. And they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying, hey, we want to throw a parade for Bud. We want to throw a parade for Bud. Uh, but they all were saying the same date. I'm like, man, something's fishy going on. Like, why is everybody, it's not a coincidence everybody's saying the same thing. But I'm the executive director of B&B Sports Academy. So people can't get a hold of Bud, they go to me. Because they know that I'm next to him all the time and they can get to me. So everybody was contacting me. I'm like, man, something's weird. But then the mayor's office called me that evening. It was like, we trying to throw a parade for Bud. Um, but we, we didn't know how to contact you guys. So somebody gave us your information. I was like, oh, that's funny because everybody been contacting me. It was like, yeah, forget all them people because they going through me. They going through the mayor. They going mm-hmm. through us. I was like, oh, it said coming out of City Hall tomorrow and have a meeting. And that's why I went down there. And they and they said they wanted to do a parade, but I'm like, we want to throw it in North Omaha where we grew up at. They like, man, like we would do it. We we want to celebrate you guys, but there is nowhere in North Omaha to celebrate on this level. And I'm like, wow. And they like, yeah, the parades you guys have in North Omaha is maybe three, four thousand people. We're trying to do it for fifteen to twenty thousand people. And we like, oh, they trying to go that big. And that's why I went back and talked to Bud, and I let him know what they were trying to do and the budget and everything. He was like, well, let's do it. So I went back to the mayor's office, and I said, hey, if we're going to do it, we want to make sure, 
you know, the people in our community benefit and our organization benefit, you know, so I just bargain a couple of things and I say, I want to make sure I want to know who's, I want to be able to control who's a part of it, who's in it, you know, and then any funds being, you know, uh, made off of this fundraising, we want to benefit B and B organization and they okayed it. So from that day, we was meeting up every day and we built a team to handle certain things and uh, we made that happen. And being, being in that seat, I start to realize like these these events that, that we see that we be a part of, it takes so much, so much to build and to make happen. Um, but it was fun, like the whole, like the whole deal. Every day, sitting down in mayor's office and going over all the parameters and the people and contacting and appointing jobs and appointing stuff. It was just amazing, amazing. And then to sit there and be part of the celebration and see it all come together was, you know, you, it's nothing like it. So you said you were part of selecting who was going to be in it. Um, how'd you make that decision? Cause let me tell you, there was some, some, some funny shit, like them dudes in the little go-karts. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, North Omaha is like, like I always explained it. North Omaha to a lot of people is like when you watch Lion King and, and Mufasa told Simba and them, they can't go to the, you know, that certain area. A lot of people look at North Omaha like that. So we always have parades in North Omaha, North Omaha, but only North Omaha people are going to be a part of it. Nobody's from West Omaha and South Omaha is going to come down there for a parade because they, they had this whole vision of what North Omaha is. Um, so I was like, so you know what? Let's take North Omaha to them to a, a, a neutral meeting ground like downtown omaha anybody go down there everybody down there got a lot of things we got that new the, the new area that everybody was built everybody was at the gene lake mall that's recently built like it's a lot of stuff a lot of people that comes down there so it was perfect um and when going through that planning and everything I knew that there are certain people in our community that build the parades. So shout out to Precious McKesson. She she works a lot in the community. You know, I I hired her to, to handle that. You know, handle the parade lineup and everybody in it and contacting and making sure the right organizations in North Omaha were in it. You know, she was like, "Hey, is there any people that you want in it?" and are you okay with these people being it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was, it was perfect. Like you just like you give those certain jobs to certain people, and you know they capitalize on it. Yeah, nah, man. It was uh, it was the real deal. I think I was uh, I, well. First of all, I want you to know I don't watch any other sport. Like, yeah, never, never have. I've never watched not one Super Bowl ever. No Grand Slams, wow. nothing. So. Just boxing for me, so it was special. I've never seen a parade for one man. Like, I'm from the tri-state area originally, right? Yeah. So, like, you go to New York City, it's the Puerto Rican Day Parade, you know? It's the New York City where you got Macy's and all these big corporations. Like, there was that many people just there for Bud, yelling, I love Bud, and had signs for Bud, and drill teams and marching bands. 
bro, um, I honestly kept repeating, he might have a career in politics. He could probably run for mayor yeah. in a couple years for that fucking state or city or so. I don't know, bro, but what's yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, for because sure. I ain't, I, I, that was a lot of love he got. Yeah, I feel like being being here and and Bud having the momentum he's had from here in the in the last 10, 11, 12 years, he can do anything he want to do uh position-wise, you know, job-wise when he when he retires, it's all up to him. You know, if, if he into politics, if he want to be part of that world, he can. We have a friend that we grew up with ran the same streets as we did, uh, wrestled on the same team as Bud did. He's the senator. His name is Terrell McKinney, you know, and, and he's went through all kind of adversity and stuff like that. So Bud definitely can do it. He definitely can do any. Yeah, he can do any of that. It's up to him, though. How relieved and proud were you of the city because – I, I literally only seen like one dude get hemmed up by you know security. There was no issues, no problems, no fights. That was our no car <laughs> that was accidents. Our boy too. Um, I'm yeah. from, again, I'm from the tri-state area, so like I expected that main street in front of the park to be ridiculously hectic before and after the parade. But even the traffic flowed well, man. The city really showed out, I believe, and I feel like we need to highlight that because. You know that many. Man. I mean, I mean, they said there was fifteen thousand at the park plus another ten on that other ab where you guys came down in the boat. So it's like, yeah. if you had twenty to twenty-five thousand people and and we only got you know one girl fight and one dude had to get talked to by security, that is impressive. That man, we was. It's funny you say that because I feel like you had a mic on us yesterday, me and Bud, because we was at the gym working out on the treadmill, we was running, we was talking about it. We was like, man, it's wild that there was no problem the whole day. Not only did we had a parade, but I also, you know, directed our first annual, you know, boxing matches for our kids. So that was right afterwards, no issues. And then we had the after party that was downtown at this new um, music hall called the Steel House. No fights, no problems, nothing. Like we was like, dude, that whole day we had no problem. And then after the after party, we uh no after yeah, with the after party, we was went to the after after hours and there was no problem. The the uh, cops ended up clearing it out because it was too many people. It was just it was just it was it was at this place called Johnny T's. And it's small, man. Like it's maybe a size of a a small family home. It ain't big at all. But, man, the whole street was packed of people because they heard that we were coming down there. It was packed. The inside was full. People was lined up outside. And then the cops just ended up coming and shut down because it was just too many people. But there was no problems the whole day. And we was like, man, that's crazy, dude. We was going to these places. And we see different people from different hoods and, you know, different gangs. And we know, like, man, these dudes don't get along. But everybody got along everybody came together as a city and my grandmother she's 87 years old and i went to her house yesterday to see her because i haven't seen her since i've been been home and she said 
the 87 years of my life, I have never seen that many people in the city of Omaha come together like that. 87 years of living, she said she'd never seen nothing like that. And she was crying and was like, this is amazing for you to be a part of it. And not only just be a part of it, be like directing it and being so much part of this. And she was just amazed by it. I was so, amazed, man, we feel the same way. I was amazed. There was a lady there, and that's the thing. I was amazed at how big and small the town was. And what I mean by that is, like, I, w I met a lady, and she's just like, um, I was with Sean Porter. She's like, we love you, Sean. We love you, Sean. You know, and then she kept doing it. We, we started talking. I forgot what her name was, Lord. I should have remembered for purposes of this interview, but she said, oh, Muffin. She said, tell Bud you met Muffin. And somehow she's related. Another girl took a picture with us. She was related. It's like someone told me the first day I got there, it's like, yo, you could be standing with someone and not know them, but, you right. know, someone else knows them or they related to someone else in this city. And uh, that's yeah. how it felt. It was so many ladies with cheers and just people saying they love Bud. It was... A lot of yeah, love, it's man. crazy a lot because, man, like, dude is super humble, sometimes too humble, man. I be having to tell him, like, man, we can't go here, we can't do this, because, man, you you bigger than what you think you are. And he like, oh, yeah, you right. Well, like, man. I do want to give you credit for that, because as the director and, and the person in charge, I was certainly shocked he had that much security, though, bro. You had them dudes, like... Oh, yeah, I had to hire. I, we had a because it was the police was working the grounds and they they um had them doing all the groundwork but i said man we also need we need a private um private detail for security because yes. the the police is not going to be able to control all these people from rushing him want to take pictures and shake his hand and all that so um i added to the budget we had to hire you know um private security uh, team, no, team I God, seen it. to make sure <laughs> everything flows. I man. seen it, bro. It felt like a scene out of a movie. Dudes was like in fucking vests with. My man had a gun on his hip, one on the fucking uh, uh, uh on his leg. Then the dude had this big. I'm like, God damn! They yeah. had they was protecting him like the president. Salute to you, man. You Come in, Omaha, man, Omaha. I was surprised there was no issue, but usually, man, Omaha, we ain't get together like that, man. So much stuff be going down, man. But it's, it seems like our scope our scope is starting to change because, you know, Bud is starting to, you know, inspire people and make them realize, like, you don't have to do this stuff. Because growing up, like, we felt like we had to, you know, sell drugs and gangbang and stuff to be, to get to that level because we didn't have too many people that was right in our community. We had people that made it out through school. They would play football. They made it out, but they was always those dudes that you knew they was going to do that. But you ain't never seen nobody come from the hood and come from the streets, make it anywhere. So a lot of kids were inspired by those guys. They'd be inspired by those dudes because those are the dudes that got the money and got the attention and got the girls and stuff. So the kids like, well, that's the best I can do. I'm going to try to be like him. But now people can look at Bud and be like, man, we can make it. People hit me up that don't have a box. They, man, y'all inspire me to do better in my business and do better what I do. And, you know, the things that they that they do, they don't have to box. They can just 
be inspired to do better at what they do. Give it their all. Keep pushing. Keep working. Well, champ, I'm going to get through a, uh, a bunch of these questions from the people. We got Grandin Embry from Cincinnati, Ohio. What is it like working with Bomac and the team? And what is it like sharpening your ring skills and IQ with Bud? Um, shoot, it's like growing up with your with your brothers and your and your uncles, your dad, and they teaching you different stuff. Really, like it's it don't feel like it's like our job. It's like we go to camp and it's like all right, we all get away from the city and we get to focus on things and we just and we enjoy each other in our time and make things happen. Like to be doing for so long, it's not like super special in that way where you, you notice something different you know if people come in from off the street and come hang out with us they be like man you guys team is amazing but i've been here since since day one so it's like it's like a brotherhood man it's like growing up with a bunch of brothers i got ryan fraser all the way from toronto canada he says can you describe the atmosphere in the gym working alongside champions like crawford and shakur I guess that's kind of the same question, except he yeah, added cool. it, Yeah, it's hey, it's like a brotherhood, man. It's fun. It's like, like I said, growing up with your, growing up with your people right next to you, and you and y'all, y'all doing the same thing. I got Huang uh, Mancha in Houston that says you killed it with the netted shorts. Who are you looking at as your next opponent? Um. Any of the any of the guys that are upcoming that's trying to get to the same place as me who want to fight for the titles, any of those guys. Um. Okay, this one is a little bit. He says, uh, "What is this, Wilders?" I don't know. Why he says, "What was the logistics of putting the parade together?" Um, I mean, I, you kind of answered that as well, how difficult it was and how many jobs you had to uh, assign, but I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, it's just, it's just really like directing. Like, that's why he called me the exec director because, you know, I'm the overseeing director of just appointing different jobs and different people and, you know, making sure everything is had the same goal. I mean, I have one goal, but everybody has to have that same goal, but they have to do their portion to it. That's the main thing. I'm hoping you had a lot to do with matchmaking on an amateur show because I hope you remember the name of one kid that I think is special. And it ain't JD and it ain't Reno. It was Bryce. He's not from your um, gym. Do you know what's his last yeah. name? Who is he? Um, what's Bryce's last name? Yeah, he um I know you're talking about. I forgot this. I forgot. I think he's from Southside. Is he from Southside? Bro, he's a white kid though. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was, yeah. I'm telling He's you, nice. y'all don't even know what y'all got there. Like, somebody got to train him. He got this natural right hand. That kid might be Deontay Wilder in that little-ass body. I promise you, man. Go. Did y'all record that? Did y'all record the fights? You need to go watch that fight, Steven. I'm yeah, I, I had a videographer, but I was running around so much doing this stuff directly. Right, let me tell sure you something. I can see that one fight. This kid is only 16. He's only 16, bro. He's, yeah, he's I know, bro. raw. He's raw. Like, you going to look at him and be like, what the fuck? Nah, he's not. Because he needs he needs complete development. But that right hand 
is God given. I promise yeah. you, he releases that shit like four minutes. I was so impressed. Man, that I lost my voice that day. That kid was something else. And the dude they matched yeah. him with was way more experienced, but that right hand got him out of every problem. He need to get developed and have right. a left hook and a jab. I swear. I introduced him to Bernie because I was that impressed. I ain't seen nothing like that. Yeah, At but that they, age, but eventually, eventually they all circle back. You know, they they gonna they gonna come to the home team either even though they were other gyms. They gonna come to the home team to work with us and stuff. So we gonna definitely probably see him. Uh, more more often. I seen him at another uh fight that was I think in uh, in in Iowa. It was in Iowa a couple months ago. I seen him there. Yeah, I think he's but from yeah. a neighboring city, he told me, but but he has plans on yeah. moving to Omaha, he said, man. So I, I Yeah, I they always come Bernie, they always man. come to the home team. So we gonna get a hold of him. <laughs> that kid special. I know he is. He just gotta stay in boxing. But uh I yep. got big bruh uh, Combat Coolin says, good show in last fight. How many bouts do you believe you have until a title shot? And will it be on a network with just you on the card or will it, ha will it happen whenever Bud fights again? No, um, I'm definitely about to, uh, you know, go down my own lane and, and start to get these bigger fights and stuff, you know. But but um, him being my bro and giving me the opportunity to find this card to display and stay active, it was a blessing. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to I got to have my own story as well. So um, I think in the next three, like two to three fights is going to be a title fight, to be honest. Nice. I got Lids Low in Decatur, Georgia. Champ, just want to to say appreciate you taking the pick with me. We met in the MGM by the ring with the Lions. You cool, solid dude. Just wanted to shout you out, Champ. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, man. All right. And I think two more we got. Real recognized, real. What's your plans for 2024? Definitely, uh, I think by 2024, end of 2024, it should be a title shot. It should be a title shot for real, like you said. Like you said, I'm 35. Like, um, I feel healthy, but it's so much in life that I want to do. So it's t it's definitely time to you know me to to you know go down my own road and 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 blow up who Steven So Cold Nelson is. I got Belo from Phoenix, Arizona. What up, champ? You look good your last bout. How old were you when you got into boxing, and who was your big influence on your career? Best of luck to you in the future. You said 21. That stuck out to me because I believe yep, Sergio I start, Martinez was 21 started, when he started. Yep. I started in 2010, 21. And <laughs> no lie, the first person I called when I started boxing was Bud. Mm. I grew up with Bud. And he was always known to be a boxer. When I first started boxing, I was like, "Man, Bud, I'm boxing now, man. We gotta, we gotta uh, get in the ring. We gotta start sparring." He was like, "Man, I don't think you're ready, man. You just keep working." I said, "Wait, wait till I come back home." I was in North Carolina. Went back home first and sparred him. Man, I thought I'm like, "Man, Bud, you small, man. Man, I got in that ring though. He showed me that it was a different level, but that that motivated me." <laughs> To go back and work on different stuff, that's how I am. When I when when somebody show me something, I'm going, 
you know, elevate on a level and perfect it fast. So that was 2010, came back and, and sparred him again. The next time he was like, dang, you like night and day, gave him some work. And ever since then, I've been like one of his head sparring partners and we've been working together and teammates. And 2012 was the first time I blew up and, you know, nationally by, you know, going to the uh, Olympic trials and making it to the finals. You know, and giving the uh, Marcus Brown one of the toughest fights he had. Uh, a lot of people thought I pulled it off, but they gave it to him. And I was the Olympic uh, training partner, uh, Olympic alternate and stuff. So I blew up from there in the amateur. Like, man, who is this guy? Where he coming from? Um, but yeah, I was inspired. I was I was definitely inspired uh, by by Bud. And it's funny I tell people my first boxing match I ever seen. It was Mayweather versus Sugar Shane. That was the first boxing match I ever watched. Two thousand, I think it's two thousand eleven. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, unless you're a hardcore, you know, you 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 usually get brought into a sport by a big casual fight, like you know, something like a Mayweather and a Mosley, you know. Um, but yep. so cold. Those are all the questions we got through everything. Uh, but. Your manager did ask in the chat, is there any professional fighters that you would like to create a ring outfit for? Yeah, I have, like I said, I save everything in my notes. And um, I have more outfits than I would ever be able to use. More ideas and, you know, characters to come out with. And then, like, when you're a creative person, man, you can just come off with so much stuff. If person say, hey, I'm fighting, but I'm fighting... Blaje, Blaje. I'm like, oh, they call themselves this. Let's make something to 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 combat that, mm. you know. So, um, I would love to make uniforms and and, and design uniforms for. Come on, you man. Know, let's pitch it. Let's pitch it. I mean, we still them. got we still got 46 days before Charlo's fight. What you got in the What you got in that in that head on yeah, cap right I, now? Yeah, hey, I'll make uniforms. I'll make uniforms for them too. Mayweather, he doing he doing an exhibition. I love to make a uniform for him. That's get, one of my throw me biggest, an idea hey, for Charlo, man. He, he in the biggest fight of his life. What what would you come up for? What would you come up? Well, with? I wouldn't throw it out because I wouldn't throw it out because then somebody else would take the idea to him or something like that. So, so but I got ideas good, for him. They, they, I would have to they could rep. I would they could have try to, to imitate you. Right, like if I were him, I would come out and he fighting Canelo. I'll come out. And it's on record now, so if he do it or anybody do it, get a credit to So Cold. I will come out as, ooh, people don't remember this movie, but Desperado. Y'all remember okay. Desperado? Ain't that, ain't that with uh, Antonio Banderas? Yup. Okay. I will come out as Desperado. Come out with the guitar, mm -hmm. the, the black with the with the with the chains on the side. Come out Desperado. <laughs> Okay. I'm the real. I would come out of Desperado if I was Charlo. All right. Well, so cool. Give everybody. You know, I guarantee you, everybody, everybody, every time they're fighting the Mexican, they always come out with the same thing that Mayweather did with the little hat, the red, mm -hmm. white, and green. It's like, yeah, I switch it up, man. I do something different, man. I've seen this uniform like four times, five times. Switch it up. You ain't come lying. out as Desperado. You ain't lying. Tank did the same exact uniform, I think, versus Leo. Yep, Tank did it. I think uh, I seen a couple people do. I think um, Chris Colbert did uh, it just 
different yep. colors, I think. Yep. But champ, give out that All social right. media, man, in case there's some people out here crazy enough not to be following you. Man, y'all gotta follow me, man. If y'all wanna be inspired and you know, and wanna and wanna see somebody that can do anything and you know, from comedy to to flying planes to building that, stuff to boxing, everything, dog. You name it, I do it. Uh so many things you can keep up with me. Follow me on Instagram, Steven Nelson Boxing. Same thing on TikTok and Facebook. Uh, Steven Soko Nelson is my fan page. Um, Twitter, Soko Nelson. You know, Soko. Just follow me, man. It's not hard to click the like button, the the follow button, and you you'll follow me in my career, in my life, really. Appreciate you, Champ, man. Thanks for coming on. Look forward to getting you back on when you are uh, ready to confirm that deal. Yes, sir. So right. cold. We're going to get it. <laughs> Let's do it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Soko Nelson. Phone lines are open if you want to call in, discuss either the interview, the parade, um, or Terrence Crawford's thoughts on Earl's feelings, calling himself Drago, saying if he dies, he dies. Uh, we got a super chat here from High Low Sports Centrum. Two dollars. The boxing voice is more. Appreciate you. High and Low Sports Centrum right back with another two dollars. He says the boxing voice is made. Appreciate you. And uh, we got two. W two wokes. I don't know. Maybe two wokes or two W two woces. Two woces. Two woces or two C's. Two C's maybe. It's uh, I mean, because this is underscore, then a number two, then a W, then a O, then a capital C with a lowercase s. So this could be many things here, but we're just gonna go ahead and salute you for becoming a contender. We have to now, let me see what we got left. All right. So we got no callers. I'm going to wrap it up, which sucks because there's over 700 people watching. So you're obviously entertained, but we got no callers and I can't keep rambling in circles. So I will be out. We'll be back later on this afternoon, but definitely subscribe because I'm going to be doing a spontaneous show. I just got a message from late boy Danny. So he'll get here whenever he gets here. Maybe we can do the. Finally recap the parade, which is now probably not necessary since we just had Steven Nelson recap the parade with all the great details that we wouldn't have had during our own recap. But whatever, whatever. And remember, we're giving away the WBC Care Pack. Let me do that one more time. Canna, clip this. All right. So we're going to be giving out WBC hat, snap back. Also, with the gold pin that we just put on there. Let me switch cams. Get that. There you go. The gold pin we just put on there. Got the WBC snapback, you know. So now you got the WBC in the front. Then you got the little gold pin. Then the official emblem on the side. No worries. 
That that's in your little WBC care pack. You got WBC reflective sticker. You got WBC. Whoa, shit. Uh, you got the WBC bag. You know what I mean? Put this on. Hit the gym. Little water bottle. Little towel. Your lock. You know what I mean? Not 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 much you need to put in here, but definitely great for the gym. And and since you're out there staying healthy, wipe your sweat with the official WBC towel. You know what I'm saying? This way. <whistles> official. That goes in the care pack. And then we got the dog tag. You know, you got the dog tag for anybody that's part of the WBC army. You know? There you go. So this would go around your neck like so. And on the back it has a great message. It says, always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and love more than you know. So if you want these, little WBC care pack, we're going to do $10 raffle. Ten hours, you know. And we'll give that out on Sunday morning when we recap this weekend's fights. Who's fighting this weekend? I don't know who's fighting this weekend. I know Kurt Scooby's fighting, fighting Friday. I was doing some research there. Where's the weed at? Obviously right here in Vegas <laughs> on Desert Inn Road. All you got to do is come on over to Vegas. Go to Desert Inn Road. Let them know the TBV center when you get to Hardeen. The dispensary's open. Come on over. Make sure you use the code TBV to get a 15% discount. Make sure you also ask for Stephanie or Kiki, and you're going to get treated the way you should be treated, like a king or a queen. Again, if you want the WBC Care Pack, you need a cash app to the, the cash app that you see on screen, spelt the way you see it on screen. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations that are trying to rob you of your money. We have nothing to do with people that are thieves, but these are the cash apps that you see on screen. So the number to call in isn't working. That's not our fault. The company that we use, they're experiencing two days worth of issues um, and maintenance. You can call in via... Discord or Twitter Spaces. I see Paul, the manager of Steven Nelson. What up, champ? Appreciate you getting me that interview. Yo, what's good? How are you? Good, how are you? Can't complain. Yo, you got to check out my boy Cordell Booker's knockout from past weekend. I will, I will. I was saying, I guess you didn't hear me during the connection. I was saying thank you for getting me the interview. It was so, was so cool. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I want to. I'm trying to get so cold reality show where he just tries everything and anything. Yeah, I could see him doing something like that. I think it would be really funny because, like, every weekend he's doing something different. Like he was bartending this past weekend too. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so go. You so got. You got to check out Cordell Booker's knockout. We're trying to get we're trying to get a big fight for him next. With who? <clears throat> Potentially James Medcalf. Okay. 
How do you how do you like that one? I gotta look them up. Um, I've heard the name, but it, it's not jumping out. Right, I, yeah, I, see, call, I see. I uh, see. I see. You've been uh, definitely keeping them busy, though, in the Mohegan Sun and, and and in that area. Yeah. So what else you got? Yeah, cooking? No, um. Yeah, I had two of my fighters on that this past weekend. So uh, Mike Kimball, he's uh he's an MMA fighter and boxer. So he had his third fight. So he got his third win. He's only taking tough fights. So you go check out the boxer. Uh, he beat a amateur, like a decorated amateur, apparently, in New England last fight, and then uh, unanimous decision this fight. And he had a first, uh, his first fight, he had a knockout as well. Um, so yeah, and then uh, you know, also work with Ian Green, so working on his fight coming up later this year. Yeah, is and, it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it Ian with uh, yeah. with Shadeja Green's trainer, Terrific Gis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up with him, man? We're just wait. We're just waiting on the next day for Don King. And any month or time frame? Uh, not yet. Hopefully, hopefully soon. And we're just waiting for hopefully a, a WBA title eliminator. All right. All right. Yeah. What's new on your end? I know. Oh yeah. So how was the parade? Like in your your eyes? I know. Like, Amazing, bro. Amazing. For me, I've never been to anything like that, you know, only parades for, you know, like the New York City area where those are huge, you know, those are never for one man. So this was pretty dope. Yeah, Yeah, it looked like a legit like, yeah, like it looked like a legit like, like an NBA team won the finals or something. Oh, yeah, man, they came out. It was insane how many people came out and how much love he he received. Um, I know he again. I know he had to feel great because there were no yeah. incidents. Um, it was just so much love, unity. It was crazy. It really was. It really was. Down to that yeah, park, no, man. That park was a, a nice park too. Like it had so much stuff for free. They even had water mm-hmm. stations. It was crazy. Yeah, so, all right, man. Well, appreciate you uh, having me on, too, and uh, you already know you hit me up whenever. For sure. Paul, let everyone know that where they can find you. I know there's fighters that listen to this show that may need your services. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can find me either on my personal page, PCG7, or my company page, which is PG Sports. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. You, too. I got fats. What up? And when you're in the trenches, you know, it's cool to shoot them bullets. How you going to defend yourself when them bullets coming back? Yo. Yo, ain't you from Baltimore? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. What's going on? What them streets saying? Like, why tank, like, all of a sudden MIA? Like, he don't, like... Like he don't like he don't hear the Crawford. Man, don't get me started, man. People here, they you got two you got two different type of tank fans. You got the tank, you got the people that like tank like me, but they still gonna keep it real. You got people here, the other majority of them, they like him and they gonna support whatever he do blindly. Ain't shit you can say or tell them. 
they don't really get it. It's, even if you explain it to them more than once, they don't they ain't really get it. But I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I guess you just laying low and shit. People trying. Nah, somebody, till, somebody, somebody hit me up. I would have to go through my DMs, but they tagged me. He was he he been out. They they, they spotted him in the club when 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 a, a fitted cap and some some glasses laying low in the yeah, corner. I don't, oh shit! I don't know then. I shit! I, I want to see who you fight next for sure, man. That's what I'm worried about. But, Caught in the Calvin Ford. Bro. You know who it is. You called it a month Cruise. ago. <laughs> I know, man. Pitbull Cruz, yo, that shit. I ain't buy, I ain't buying it though, man. I ain't buying the first one when he fought him, so I ain't buying that shit. I'd rather see Roley again, man. Roley did better than him and fucking Garcia <laughs> to me, but uh, damn, on the Bud shit. I mean, I think Bud just, you know, he just being funny, but he is a killer in that ring, though. I, I give him that, man. I shit, I even feel like for real, for real, he spared uh, Earl Spence a little bit. I think he, I think he kinda. Kinda was feeling bad for him. Like, damn, this shit that easy. I'm beating his ass this easy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so I think uh I think that was funny what he said. It kind of reminded me of that conversation that um uh what the fuck? Them dudes, uh million dollars worth of game when he put out the conversation, though that was some corny shit. But they put out the conversation when he was saying Jerome and they want to see another dead body. Mm-hmm. That was pretty yeah, that was pretty funny, man. But don't nobody feel sorry for Earl. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to see nobody get, like, killed or nothing like that, like, in a ring or, like, even seriously injured. You know what I mean? Like, that's like Oscar Valdez. I hope he good. He a warrior or whatever. Still a C-level fighter, but he, he tough as hell. So I hope his eye, you know, he be all right. But all that neurological shit, neuro- you know what I mean? Uh, they saying he was high before the fight and all this shit. I mean, this shit... This shit worse than I don't want to say it's worse than Wilder because Wilder was making excuses his damn self. It's Earl fans that keep coming up with all this bullshit. Like you may feel like that's your time, man. But what is your time? That shit crazy to me. But Bud funny as hell. That's your time, champ. I appreciate you, Huang Mancha, Houston. What up? That was funny. You got to unmute, Huang. Got to unmute, Huang. Yo, Huang. Check, check. Huang, Huang. He ain't connect. If you're watching this on YouTube, get it, smash that thumbs up. Share the show. You asking why I ain't got a million subs because you ain't share my shit. That's why. Jonathan Sims, what is up? Jonathan Sims on Discord, what is up? What up, Ness? How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm good. Let's not do tit for tat, champ, all right? Just in case you, you heard yesterday's show, let's just move on with today. What what happened? Oh, I nah, moving on. That's what I asked you to oh. do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm here for whatever. But today's verse is coming out of Matthews eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all 
you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, and that's for whoever needs that for today. Uh, Ness, great job, man. You hear me? I'm listening. Appreciate Yeah, great you. job. You, great job. I mean, you just do a fantastic job. You, you're like an evil genius. And um, from the TBB community to you, man, we love you, bro. And we really appreciate your passion. And just with all you give to us, the highs, the lows, it's just, you know, it's all appreciative. And just like Bud, we want to make sure you get your flowers, too. That's why I try to support you any way I can, man. And you know that. So, um, Stephen Cole Nelson, man, thanks for blessing us with your time today. And I thought he said a lot of intriguing things. Um, I'm glad Bud is getting his flowers. Um, you know, what he said about the fight. <sighs> I'm an oxymoron, right? Because, like, I hate Bud for what he did to Earl. Um, he, he made me hit the reset button on what I thought about boxing, how I felt about boxing. I mean, he truly showed me in less than 20 minutes, I don't know shit about boxing. And all I've done was watch, eat, breathe, and sleep boxing these past two weeks because of fucking Crawford. But with that being said, I'm winning. If he dies, he dies. I wouldn't have been opposed to Crawford taking Earl's career in the ring. I mean, it is what it is, because here's the thing I was thinking, like, if Earl would have won, we wouldn't get this type of sympathy for Bud. Like, it would have been dick in the dirt and fuck nigga this and he ain't fought no and all this just disrespectful bullshit that's uncalled for. Crawford has been a gentleman and uh, he's been a stand up champion and he is the champion of the people. So not only did the right the better skilled guy win, but the right person won. The right person is our champion. The right human being is our undisputed champion at 147. And that's no slight to Earl Spence, but the reality is for all the kids growing up, you have to take care of yourself in out of the ring. And eventually Earl Spence demons outside of the ring had to catch up with him. I mean, these sound like excuses, but that's just the reality. Like it's outside of the ring's antics. Had to catch up time? with him because hard work and dedication prevails. What's up? Well, that was the bell, champ, unless you're going to keep it For moving. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I always love the support. So I got you. Um, So hard work and dedication always prevails. And, you know, to Earl, me personally, I went back and watched some of his fights. And, and I think he needs to get back to the Lamont Peterson, Earl Spence where uh, he used his uh, jab hand to control. Um, he kept his head off the line, and he had better head movement. That that would at least get him 12 rounds, but he going to get his ass kicked no matter what. And, and honestly, I'm not sure, you know, going forward, he's going to be the same guy. I, I think he might I think he might take a few more losses to other people because the, the verdict is out on how to beat him now. And, and Derek is not a fan of hand movement. So if you keep your head on the line every time you engage, I mean, what do you expect? So um, congratulations to Crawford, man. You got everything you deserve. And I'm so glad he's doing a, a tour after his his win, a victory parade. This is just, you know, growing his name more and more. I love it. And I, I hope his next fight, he make a hundred million because he definitely deserves it. He is the people's champ. He is the champion we all deserve. And uh, need we we needed him to win that fight because he's a great representation of boxing. Crawford is boxing, and boxing is Crawford. That's my call. Well, there you have it, Jonathan Sims. We got Huang Mancha. What up? 
trying you again. We hear you. Yeah, you hear me? We hear you, champ. What up? Uh, man, did you hear that thing uh, Calvin Ford put out there about Pitbull? Nah. Man, I'm glad you brought that up when you talked to Fat because uh, he was like, he said that when Tank was saying that stuff about uh, Crawford, that he was just saying that, uh, he said he's like the rock, you know, he just says stuff to get people to raise their eyebrows. He don't be meaning none of that. What the fuck? Oh, man. man, what I the swear hell? To God, it's, it's that like shit sound crazy. He said That's that what he, I said. Said he just get them to raise their eyebrow. That's funny. Yeah, he's like, we want Pitbull Cruz, that's what we looking at, that's the, that's the number one thing. But yeah, he, he was just, basically, he was just bullshit. Shit, according to Chris Colbert, it ain't the only thing on the table. Still got, they said, he's saying it's still an a, a, a offer for Colbert on the table. Huh. But man, hey, man, I wish I could have went out to Omaha that weekend, man. You know, my sister's been living up there for 20 years now, both of my sisters. Damn, you should have really came. You should have really came. That, that was an excuse. You yeah. had a place to stay. Bruh, I was impressed. I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't expect that shit. Like, that, mm-hmm. it, it was really great for me to be there, you know, because I lived through the Crawford era. So, to see that, that's amazing, bro. <laughs> bro, they sold, yeah, him, you they, know, sold him, like- they sold him land for a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, that boy's bad, man. I'll be honest with you. The first time I ever started staying in Omaha, I lived there for like two years. When I first started going over, I'm like, man, this place is grimier than I thought. You know, you see Belly and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know. Nah, man, them boys, what was crazy is that, like, it's all in one area. It's either in North Omaha, in that little area, or a little pocket in South Omaha. But man, to see that everybody came together with doing no tripping really amazed me. Cause my time in Omaha, I was like, man, these boys are grinding. You would never have thought it. You think it's just like a little crap, like a little country place. <sighs> but man, yeah, I couldn't get that Saturday off. I took that Saturday to go to Vegas. They wouldn't go give me another one. Oh, yeah, man. Now <laughs> Vegas was definitely more monumental. In, in the sport than the parade. The parade was just the cherry on top. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. Right now, I feel like boxing. Oh, man, I'll get back with you. Matter of fact, bro, just go ahead and let me finish this up. I'm gonna send you the cash out. Go ahead. You may feel like it's your time. But it's but with, uh, Man, I'm gonna tell you, like, I really feel like this Karen Crawford Spence fight the whole atmosphere is different right now. Like, I haven't felt this in a long time. With Bud going here and there, everybody want to talk to him. Everybody. You know what I mean? The whole boxing world is, I don't know, man. It's a different feeling right now. <laughs> nah, I'm with you, man. man. I'm with you. I'm just glad, I'm glad he's doing the victory tour like this. Like, he's not done. Like, he's still doing shit. He's still, it's just keeping the the name buzzing. Yeah, man. Not, man, knowing how the poverty is and the, the crime in North Omaha, people got to give Bud more more credit for what he's doing with the community, man. Wow. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Building that academy and everything. 
Yeah, man. He doing his thing. But yeah, let me get back to it. All right. I appreciate it. Nah, for sure. Listen, man, they uh they sold him some land north of the B and B Academy so that he can continue to grow that academy and make it bigger because there's a huge waiting list right now. Kids can't even you know, they can't like the kid Bryce that I would love for them to train, they would have to see the talent that I see in them and make an exception because there's no room in the gym. So shout out to the mayor that is allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because it is up for uh, approval of the city council, but she made it clear on her speech that she believes she'll get it approved, but it's up for approval, but they'll sell the land to Bud for $1 so that he can build a bigger B&B or expand B&B, which is it's just crazy. You know, it's amazing to see that 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 they believe in him that much. Um, for real. Shout out to Trey, man. You know, I I I want to see him, you know, be the next great one out of Omaha. He's 22. He's going for the uh, 24 Olympics, and he listens to the show a lot. And uh, he's 152 pounds, bro, out as an amateur. So he's a big boy, which means he'll be possibly a welterweight unless he's really going to sacrifice and get down to 40 um, as a pro. Um but he's trained with Bomac and Red and Isu. That's that's his his trainers, man. So you know, he believes that he'll be the next up. You know, um, the next one out of Omaha. And uh, it was funny because I told him, I said, man, I remember when Richardson and Hitchens came up to me, and you know, with B Hop, little B Hop and Shushu, and they all said the same thing, like, yo, we you gonna be interviewing us? And that's the same thing Trey said, like, bro, you're gonna be interviewing me soon. I promise you. And, uh, yeah, you know, kids like B-Hop and um, Colbert, Shushu, Bruce Carrington, Richardson Hitchens. Who else was there? Nikita Abali. Like, they made me believers, you know what I mean? You set your mind or something, these kids really can change their life. Shout out to Nikita Abali, who's back with Sosa crew. Arliano Sosa, man. You know, I've been telling you how to Sosa story for years now. I feel like it's the Shadeja Green story, you know? Uh, one day boxing is going to give Arleano Sosa his credit for what he's doing over there. You know, his gym used to be an Atlas, Cops and Kids. It's not funded by them anymore. You know, he's creating champions from scratch, you know? Um, or at least professional fighters from scratch, right? Not everybody won a belt uh, right now. You just got B-Hop that won the interim. Nikita Abali had left and started training with Ryan Garcia, but now he's back. Um, but he turned him from amateur to pro. He was a declarated amateur that uh, ended up getting signed to Matchroom. Nikoshi Solomon, he turned him amateur to pro. He got signed to Matchroom. Chris Colbert, he turned him amateur to pro. He got signed to Al Heyman and Golden Boy at the time, and now he's with Al. Um, Lennox Allen we made big money with Lennox Allen when he was training Lennox Allen you gotta go to BoxRec and see the fight Lennox Allen won that that WBA I think it was over Webster or somebody I don't know but he, he beat somebody we caught him at like a plus 430 or some shit you know he's got Big Baby 
But you know, Big Baby's co-trained with another dude and also trains his fucking self. So, you know, not much Sosa could do because he's still got a full-time job. He's still got a full-time job, man. So, you know, again, shout out to my boy, Eliano Sosa. He going to get his credit, man. He's like the motherfucking East Coast Robert Garcia. Keep grinding, coach. Your time will come. You know? Salute to all the trainers, man, that that that, that take their time to give these fighters guidance and tutelage. Showing them the ways. Um I got CYP. Yo, yo. What up though? Yo, man, yo, yo. I was, I've been uh, watching Instagram, and there's this clip around Roy Jones talking about uh, Floyd's 50 and 0, how he can't really respect that as the greatest. I mean, Chavez went 89 and 0. If uh, now, man, I I realize that a lot of boxers are not historians, and they listen to media as well for fights that they did not see, history they did not see. They fall into that trap as well. I I. I CYP Discoveries, Episode 3. For Chavez's 41st fight, you know, I did this because Bud has 40, so his next fight would be 41. On Chavez Sr.'s 41st fight, he fought a guy who has, a, who has 40 losses in his career. 40 losses. For his 51st fight, which would break Floyd's record, he fought a guy who has three wins, 20 losses for his career, with 15 of them coming by KO. For his 61st fight, he fought a guy who his career has never even won a fight, and he's zero and three. I could do this on and on and on for this undefeated record. Now, people talk about Floyd Mayweather. He fought Conor for his 50th fight. Tell me if Conor McGregor would lose 40 times in the boxing ring. Tell me if he would lose 40 times. Tell me if he would go three and 20 and get knocked out 15 times. Tell me if he would never win a fight in boxing. Tell me if he, to just, just tell me these things, and if they're true, I'll shut the hell up and I'll never come back. Y'all need to cut this shit out, okay? Do not get your favorite fighter exposed by trying to tear down great black legends. I'm sick and tired of you motherfuckers. Y'all do the same thing with PBC and Al Heyman. Y'all never cared if, if Holyfield or Tyson Lynx Lewis fight on HBO or Showtime. You never gave a shit. If I asked y'all right now what network that fight was on, you wouldn't even know. Because you didn't give a fuck. But as soon as the black man come in, he's making money, he's giving money out, he's running shit, now y'all care about networks. Y'all are full of shit. Not going to allow y'all to do that. Tyson Fury beats Deontay Wilder, y'all talking about the great Ali. Y'all full of shit. I'm not going to let y'all do that. When you are great, I will give you recognition for being great. Tom Brady, great. White dude. Michael Phelps, great. White dude. Um, 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 um. Larry Bird, great. White dude. If you ain't getting to that kind of level, then you ain't in the motherfucking club with the brothers you trying to tear down. Get your ass up there equally, and I will give you the same equal respect. But if you on any platform trying to tear these brothers down, I'm coming for your ass. CYP Discovery, Episode 3. Cut! I'm gone. Okay. Shout out to CYP. SDX Renzi, what up? If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. Good morning, chat. 
Buenos dias. Shout out, Ness, man. I'm going to make it quick. I'm in the truck today. We got rain on the East Coast, man. I just want to say shout out to you again, Ness. Uh, Jonathan Sims hit it on the head, man. I appreciate your dedication to the sport. And, bro, you you really you really give us this uh, this pound-for-pound work every day, man. So you need your flowers, too. But um, outside of that, I do want to say shout out Stephen Nelson. Uh, that was a good interview. It's again, man, giving us those interviews where we can connect more with the fighter. Uh, seeing him in the ring, his performance was great. I didn't know that, you know, he make uniforms, he rap, he, I, I just followed on the Instagram, man, the man is multi-talented, like, you know, he does a little bit of everything, so that, that to me, even more as a jack of all trades, made me a fan of him. I ain't on front. Like, I wanted to bring this up, but I had to keep it professional. But I also know we got, like, a 93% male demographic. So now that, uh-huh. he's, now that he's not on, and this doesn't have to be professional, for the people that tuned in and heard that interview and you're still listening, the boy also got swag. I mean, he, 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 he used to be dating Raquel Miller for a very long time. And that's uh, wow. I, I feel like I feel like that's certainly he, something he to brag. He's humble, bra- bro. He's so like, humble. Oh, of course, but I I feel like that's certainly something to brag about. Raquel is uh, yeah. Raquel is a phenomenal fighter and a great looking woman. So, you know, Nelson out here doing his thing. Yeah, I I really like that guy, bro. He he definitely made me a fan, and especially for someone like me as well, where I started. I, I'm in the gym as well, but I started late, so. He give me hope that, you know, long as you try, you put your effort in, it's never really too late to, you know, get in there and pick up the gloves, lace up, and, you know, try to make something out of it, you know. Not saying that everybody that does it is going to be a world champion, but I, I just feel like boxing has taught me so much more than fighting, you know. Discipline in, this, in and outside of the ring, you know, it helps with mental health. It, it does a lot outside of just becoming a great fighter, so... You know, I encourage anybody who feel like it's too late to pick up the gloves, you know, find you a gym and, you know, get you a team that'll work with you. And, you know, even if it's just amateur, getting you some competitive fights, you know, that 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 definitely is something that I commend from him. Uh, uh, one thing I do want to say as far as the topic of the day, Bud said that he was on his drago, but to me, I ain't going to lie. He said the sixth round, to me, I swear, bro, the third between the end of the second and the third is where I felt like I visibly seen him feel bad for, for Spence because I swear he could have finished them way early, but to my liking, I felt like he, he held like it out time. to the ninth for the for the but sake of our parlay, time. man. Cause it had Bud nine through Champ. I know y'all don't hear the bell. That's the bell, though. That's the bell. Um yeah. So I got Trees in Toledo, Ohio. What up? Yo. Trees, what's good? Yo, we do What up? You called in. I was waiting for you to call in. You know, Albert Bell just got a, a dope knockout. Um, we got this Albert Bell glove. So we about to go ahead and give out this autograph Albert Bell glove in, 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 in tribute of Toledo, Ohio, and Treese, the, the state repping his, his peoples. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, man. As the city, 
as the city spokesperson, man, I definitely appreciate what it would it cost to get into the raffle, man. I don't know. We're going to let you set it. As the spokesperson, we're going to let you set it. I mean, listen, I I, I seen you did the la the, the crunk shirt. That was in the region. You did that for $5. We're going to do the glove for $5. I appreciate that. We're going to do it. As a matter of fact, hold on, hold on. As a matter of fact, for the city, and shout out to my area code, we're going to make it for, for $4.19. 419. That's what we're going to do. You feel me? Can I do that? Is that yeah, possible? Of course. Let's do that. We're going to do a $4.19 get you in the raffle. Shout out to my city, 419, man. Y'all know what the fuck going on, man. Yeah. But uh, I want to come on, man. Shout out to Steven Nelson, man. That was a great, dope-ass interview. Shout out to SoCo, man. I like his, uh, his artistic approach to this boxing shit. You feel me? I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, and speaking of artistic shit, bro, I seen you. you I heard something that you got a book or something like this, too. You got books. I like books, but that's what I, I'm a reader. I'm an avid reader. What you got on them boxing type shit on these books? You got, do you got that Adrian, uh, what's your man? The Adrian Clark book, the, the Protect Yourself at All Times book. You got that? My own copy, uh, but that's at my Florida spot. I mean, uh, I could find, uh, I could get him to send me the link to the, to the, to the book. Uh, and we have some Daryl. Flanagan books, that's Coach BDB, uh, two-time undisputed trainer, worked with Zab Judah to become undisputed, and then with Devin Haney. Okay, you know what the fuck going on. Shout out, Dev, you know, shout out Team Haney. Shout out my man. Yeah, that's all right. I like that. Okay, then, for sure, I'm going to have to get, yeah, send me a link with them books. Do something, or put that in the in the comments or something. I'm, I'm about that reading. I'm, I love books, bro. That's what we do. I'm all about that edumacation. <laughs> nah, for sure. I but, just, uh... I just texted sure. him, let him know to send me the link. I'm sure he got like for a sure, link for tree sure. with all of them. Because he, he wrote like five of them things. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. For sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah, we setting the price at $4.19 to get in the raffle, man. I just want to jump on. I like that interview. That was what's up, man. I just want to get on and shit. Uh, Terrence Crawford, man, he can do whatever he want. Um, I'm with that Drago shot. I, I ain't even hear what he said, but I feel like it's, if he did say it, it's a joke, motherfucker. You know, but he, but it's serious. It's not a joke, but he type shit. Man. He, if he dies, he dies. But I ain't trying to kill nobody type shit. But you know what the fuck going on? If you step in this ring <laughs> with me, though, I, I like that type of energy. But uh, hey, by the way, speaking of Albert Bill, man, hey, I, we was talking about fights, man. What you, what, what would you like for us of a sequence of fights to get us to the title, man? You saying that we, what, what would you like for, for my man's? I mean, you know, at this point, at this point, um, he's just in a situation where he's got to take whatever they give him to get that shot. So top rank, they could lie. I feel you like may feel like it's your time, but it's not your time. I feel like they could lie to him and say, hey. Fight Valdez on the undercard of Navarrete, Shakur Stevenson, hypothetically, or Navarrete. Who else could he fight? Who? What? What, what weight class is Navarrete? What's that? One thirty. Who could he fight at one thirty? And they could put on an undercard. I'm looking at this. Let's go to my rankings here on our website. TheBoxingVoice.com, where we have all the rankings. So, again, Oshaki Foster's probably the easiest fight to make, but I believe he's involved in something that went to purse bid. Joe Cordina should be another easy fight to make. Unification. Then you can put Oscar Valdez on the undercard versus Albert Bell. That's one and two in the WBO. Um, 
because I, I I don't see you know top rank spending money on Archie Sharp right here. So you know that I think he's a matchroom fighter or a Frank Warren fighter. He's gonna need to you know make those moves on his own, just like Albert Bell. Albert Bell has got to make those moves on his own. So he would have to take what top rank gives him, which probably would be Valdez, unless they're done with him, which I doubt. Now, there's rumor that Lamont Roach should be getting this vacant title shot. Uh, or, excuse me, not vacant title shot, but title def shot with the WBA Hector Garcia. As you see, Lamont is number five in the BO, but he's number one in the WBA. So he might have to fight Hector Garcia. Uh, I, I learned that from Chris Colbert. Chris Colbert making it making it clear that if if Roach wins, he doesn't want the shot. He wants a shot at Hector Garcia to get his get back, and it's about get back. Um, but if Hector loses, then you know he's got to move on. But these are your 130 pound fighters ranked from the top 15 and your top 10 in the ring. There is no. Lineal champ, as you can see, that's vacant. Um, Valdez was considered the number one, and he just got beat by Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, again, if Navarrete moves up, it's a weight decision or a business decision, right? Uh, top rank didn't want to give Shakur this very same unification with Joe Cordina. Um, Oshaki is no longer with What's those dudes' name? I forgot them. They came and went so quick. Not MTK, but the other dudes. Lord, with the orange, the Richard Schaefer had. They had like an orange logo. Whatever. He's he's free. And then Hector's with PBC. So it, I just see it hard for top rank. I think they're just going to move him up. I think they're going to move him up. And, and, and then that means Robise will move up as well. So Robise could also fight Valdez. Unless Robise's going to wait. For Inoue, you know, Inoue just jumped up to 22, and he might move up to 26. It's either Inoue or Lee Wood, you know, um, for, excuse me, it's either Lee Wood or Robise for Inoue on the top-ranked side, and for Robise, it's certainly a Navarrete or a vacant title at 130 if Navarrete moves up. Um that's how I see it. We'll see what happens, though. Because Navarrete's already talking about Shakur. Shakur don't have no fight, so, you know, they might do that. Godfather. Shit. Godfather, my bad. You're going to have to request again. Brandon, what up? Yo, Ness, what's going on? How's my audio, my boy? Chilling, chilling. And as well. Top of the morning, top of the morning. Hey, shout out to that last caller, man. I, I like the way he come in uh, repping Toledo and shit. I mean, he, he Toledo's slowly gaining my respect as the number two best city in Ohio. They'll never be number one. You know who number one is, is best city in Ohio, but slowly but surely, he's they're coming in as number two. And next time he on, asking what's up with Robert Easter, man. Robert Easter been kind of quiet. I know he got hit up down here. And I don't know what what's his career. Is he retired? Trees, let me know, brother, next time you call in. What's up with Bunny? But as far as this tank and bud, because I didn't get to call in yesterday, um, I know what smoke and mirrors. Tank ain't gonna mention uh Bud's name. Tank ain't gonna 
whisper or come within 100 feet of Bud. And so my thing is, where's Leonard? When Thurman, when the thoughts of Tank moving up to fight Thurman at 147, he was talking cash shit on Twitter. Leonard, you was, that's a fight we'll make in a second. Tank a knock Thurman the fuck out. I wish you had that same energy for Bud, but we know you know better. So um, I, I, I commend Leonard. He's a great promoter. He's protecting this fighter and his cash cow and Tank. So I'm going to just give up. I'm going to get off Tank's ass. We know that the handlers and nobody will allow Tank to come 100 feet near Bud. And they know that it'd be a vicious ass whooping. And they can't afford to lose another cash cow. The parade was beautiful, like a uh, collar touchdown. I'm always big on when you're able to get all them people together and there's no issues, no fights, no shootings. That's big. It was all love. I love that. Because, you know, when we get together, you might see an op. And instead of saying, I'm going to give a nigga a pass, we at the parade, niggas will get the fuck that. It's on. I'm glad it wasn't on site. I'm glad it was because that brother deserved it. I'm glad he's going to expand B&B uh, B &B boxing. I'm glad that it's packed to capacity with kids that's wanting to learn how to box is another thing. The fact that he's got a gym packed and he's going to have to expand it, that just shows you the influence he's having on his community. That's great. So I commend him for that. And the Drago shit, Every time I hear um, stuff like that, I didn't see the interview. When I hear that I'm a Drago, if he dies, he dies. I just think back to that final press conference when he went off in the heckler in the crowd and he was like, you know, talking shit to the heckler. I was just thinking like, if we bro, learn anything bro, for bro, years. Bro, that wasn't a heckler though. That was Earl's sister. Whoever, she was heckling though. I don't give a fuck who it was. But my thing is, if you ain't learned nothing from Bud over the years, from the Hank Lundy buildup and the Benavidez buildup, let Bud be the nice guy, the humble guy that's just trying to stay cool. Don't piss the you brother off. Like oh, Bud, fuck shit up. But it's so not your time. that's my call, bro. That is the bell. Godfather. Godfather. We got a couple cash apps we need to get to. Salute to Huang in Houston. We got also Mike Hicks. He says $2. Got that pack ready for you, champ. Two coffee emojis. Salute, salute. Thank you for the $2 for the cafecino. And uh, Huang sent $5, obviously, for his counterpunch. And we also got SDX Renzi, first person to send his 419, representing Toledo, Ohio, for the Albert Bell autographed glove that we're going to be giving away here on the TBV community. Remember, we're doing two raffles. Since you guys wanted more, we're doing it. We got the WBC pack, which is going to be a hand towel with the WBC logo. It's got We got the gold pin. Uh, we got the dog tag. We got the reflective sticker. And we have the snapback. And the little tote bag as well. Little WBC pack we're doing. That is, uh, I don't know, what did we say? Uh, did I say 10? I guess I said 10. I don't remember. Whatever I said, y'all know what I said. Can't go back on my word. Let's see what we got. Mr. Lethal in Nashville. What up? It's me, is me from the great state of Tennessee. It's your boy, James Payne Lethal in the flesh. The best part of waking up. Yo, where you at, bruh? You ain't gonna come jump in and take over your intro? 
James Payne. Lethal. You might have to jump out, jump back in. Feel me? Here we go. James Payne. James Payne. Godfather, take over. My son Ron went Mr. Payne. Godfather. You, Godfather. All right, all right. Let me get an experienced Discord caller to check if everything is going well. I need an experienced Discord caller, like an SDX Renzi or, or Alex Vega. I need one of you guys to help me here, make sure this is right. An experienced Discord caller, like a, 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 a Alex Vega or SDX Renzi, to make sure that this is right. Because it looks like these guys don't know how to connect. So I need an experience. Zoro de la Vega, can you come on? Are you available? We need, we need to get this checked. SDX Renzi, are you available? Looks like we're going back to James Payne. Oh, we hear him. We hear him. We hear him. He's back. Hello. Hello. Yo, man, when you did my intro, I got to make it official like a referee with the whistle. My name is me, the ambassador of the great state of Tennessee. It's your boy, James P-A-Y-N-E, Mr. Lee, myself. You know, like I know the best part of waking up. Damn. It's always TV in my cup, man. Shout out to Foses, man. But I'm sipping on that Maxwell house this morning. Hey, yo, man. So uh, I just wanted to tap in with you, bro. I appreciate you giving us another show. Uh, I was not able to catch up on all of the boxing festivities this weekend because I was busy, man, doing the operations for the TriStar show this past weekend, man. Matt actually, man, that man threw me the keys to the vet, man, and let me whip it around the block, man. I ran operations from the show from front to back, man, and it was a great experience. I had a great time doing such, and I just wanted to take a second to uh shout out these people on the airways man i appreciate you mr matt young for giving me the opportunity to do such uh safe travels on your travels to the uk um to be in attendance for that ksi and that uh tommy fury man i hope you get the, get back safely uh, i also want to take a shot uh take a second to shout out miss christy martin i appreciate her letting me help out with her car earlier in the week last week and i'm looking forward to working with her again uh, next month. And also, I wanted to shout out the great, kind people at Salida Promotions for being so kind and gracious to me this past weekend. It was a pleasure meeting all of the people that I met, and they were fantastic, and I look forward to working with them coming forward soon. Uh, I also wanted to say uh, to Rydell, man, I hope he heals up real well. There was uh, not good news, you know, that we got, but I mean, hey, you know, he a chump, man. We rooting for him, so we hope he healed up well. What, what happened? And uh, whoa, whoa, shout out happened? to everybody in the TBV community. Shout out to you, Ness. Shout out to my back call brothers. I just wanted to chime in, man, because, you know, I don't be getting a chance to talk all the time. So that's really all I wanted, man, just Chant. to tap in and say what's up to everybody. And uh, I'm going to go back to listening so y'all know what it is, man. It's the illest, trillest, dopest boxing podcast in the entire galaxy, man. Third rock from the sun, astrologically. I am that guy, James Payne Lethal, man, and I'm going to go back to listening. Yo, Chant. He don't even hear me, Lord. Been trying to get a question in, Champ. Are you there? Mr. Lethal, are you there? Been trying to ask you a question, Mr. Lethal, and he's still hung up. Lord have mercy. Y'all got to take a breath in between them words. Like, y'all can hear me. Remember, I don't think y'all can hear, or we can't hear each other like, like when you talking, I'm I can't talk, right? 
because then you won't hear me. Or you're just not focused on listening. I don't know, because every call is different. But uh, you you just going to drop that, oh, I feel sorry for Super Maze Hayes, and don't tell us what the fuck happened. Like, dude, what happened? Can we know? Hello? Is this thing on, Mr. Lethal? In the great state of Tennessee. Yo, man, we got connectivity issues. We're going to move on, man. Godfather. Yo, can you hear me? Oh, this stunner. Y'all be changing screen names. What up? Y'all can hear me? That's a yes. Shout out. Shout out to the homie. One tone. AKA Lil Larry, Larry the Fairy. Shout out to J Matt. He's also a fairy. Shout out to Vega. He a real one. Shout out to Raw Dog. I did pick Spence, but big shout out to Bud. It's a good success story. But we come to get it back in blood. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Big Fish Davidian, and we be hooping. Davidian, keep your head up, man. We come to get it back in blood. Don't worry. What, uh, at 54? I'm out. That's my call. Okay. De La Vega. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, salute the Godfather, man. He a funny one. Um, all right, all right. Uh, in regards to the topic, I mean, isn't that kind of the mindset we want with these fighters? Uh, I don't know what kind of toning was set, but basically, like, man, when it's in there, it's either you, you or me. I'm always going to pick me, right? I don't want to see nobody looking like, you know, like they're a little bit worried, like, you know, oh, maybe I should let off the gas or, or, you know, oh, you know, they don't, I don't need them to do a Lomachenko where they pointing at the corner telling them, you know, hey, man, pull your fighter out. That's up to them. And hey, like I see, like I said, it, it just takes one punch, right, to change everything. So it's seek and destroy in there, man. Try to win, try to get a stoppage or whatever it takes. So I mean, that's that. Also, I want to shout out the Pick'em League. Uh, I haven't been talking about it as of recent. I want to give a shout out to the Canna. He won the biggest pot, three hundred and forty dollars a couple of weeks ago for that Spence uh, Spence Crawford week. Also, we got Coach Minnie who just joined about six weeks ago, and uh, he's taking all our money, man. Man, he's he's won three out of the last six sheets. So shout out to Coach Mitty. Also, uh, big ups to his fighter Muhammad. Looks like he's getting another opportunity to fight Kevin Johnson, uh, looking like in the Bahamas, September thirtieth. So I uh, definitely want to keep a lookout for that. I believe it'll be available on pay per view. Kevin, that's like Johnson. a Roy Jones. Yeah, yeah, it's like Roy Jones versus uh, Team Roy versus Team Mayweather. Um, he shared something. Muhammad uh, Mahoom when has shared happening? like an image of it. Yeah. When so that, when is that yeah, happening? It says September thirtieth. I've only seen Muhammad share it, and Roy Jones reshared it, but I haven't seen like Kevin share. I haven't seen uh, Kevin uh, promote it or Mayweather as of yet. So I'm not exactly sure how far along it is. Uh, I think Mitty will probably give Send us more details. That. Send me that. I gotta call my contacts at Mayweather, bro. I would totally go to the Bahamas. See. Fucking Danny was trying to get me to the Bahamas for like Razor Ruddick and James Tony. What the fuck? <laughs> that was uh, Jamaica, right? I don't know. I thought he said Bahamas. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Jamaica and Kingston. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
they do they've done fights over there before like uh what's that one dude's name um fuck it's totally left me god damn it uh miller miller ladarius miller he's fought there and o'shea o'shea jones um before she got with overtime she had a fight there in bahamas so i guess you know they're they're on the come up uh or whatever it may be but that's not even that far from me like there's a port literally in my city to go over to the bahamas so I had to try to get over there. Um, damn. damn, I totally forgot what I was gonna say, but uh, <laughs> ah, fuck it. Yeah, I just had my coffee, man. I'm just getting moving around. So, yeah, just want to call in, show support, appreciate you, Ness, and uh, the community, the back call, my back call brothers, man. Uh, yeah, I'm out for sure, for sure. Appreciate you and everybody tuned in. Uh, let me see what else I got here. Remember, though, if you're watching this on YouTube, I need them numbers. We're about 23 people away, I think, from uh, getting to that 180,000 subscribers, or should I say 179,000? Let me double check here. Refreshing. We're at 178,976. So we do need a few more. Looks like we got Mad Bent 100. $5 Super Chat says, Daily Dose of Tankwell. If tank fists were pills, what type of pills are they? Sleeping pills. Z emoji. Back with another $5. Mad Bent 100. Daily Dose of Tankwell. Matthew, book eight of Tankwell. Come to me. I'll give you rest. 1.5 milliliters. Daily Dose. Bobby Shaw, $10 Super Chat. I want Bud versus Canelo. This dude, Canelo, made catchweights before, went up to 160 and down and up to 168 for GGG, but can't lose eight pounds for Bud. Scared, and Canelo would get KO'd bad, bad. I want that fight. Yo, Big just, fights. It's, it's just funny that. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Look who's here. It's just funny that people keep hearing the 58-pound catchweight. And forget that he actually said, I'll fight him at 60. Yeah, like, in the same sentence. Like, I'm pretty sure it was 58 Well, that guy, I think 60. that guy right there understood. That's why he said eight pounds. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general. Like, just in general, when it comes to the Crawford-Canelo talk, everybody keeps mentioning this 158-pound catchweight. When the 160 pound middleweight limit was also mentioned, so I got James Payne on a counter punch. Yo, 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 how has the audio this time? Can you hear me? Straight. All right, sorry about that, man. I've been having major audio issues this morning, so my bad on it. Now, I was gonna, I heard you ask what happened to Rodell, so I was trying to let you know, man, he had a bicep tear. In the second round in his fight with Nathan Bedwell, man. So it was a referee stoppage and it was a you know technical technical defeat or whatever, man. But he tore that bicep, man, going for that monstrous hook. You know what I'm saying? No, it was a cross. It was a monstrous cross he was trying to land and man, that shit just went pop. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. But yeah, man. Oh, uh, that's why I wanted to come back and clear up, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't want nobody speculating on them and shit like that. All right. Yeah, that's uh, it. Unless y'all had something else for me. Nah, that's it, champ. I got the professor in the 216. 
Thanks. James Payne, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. You said we got who, champ? Professor yeah. 216. And professor. Yes, what's good? What Danny up, Ness. What up? It's, 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 been, it's been a minute since I've been on here, man. I just came back from vacation and shit, but. Nice. Congrats. Appreciate it. But, man, uh, to, to, to answer the question, you know, um, I feel like Crawford, he did feel bad for Earl Spence because he, he was, you know, he was getting them so bad. But, uh, you know, I feel like he should have had that attitude, especially, you know, when somebody didn't acknowledge or, you know, respect your skills or try to downplay you as an opponent. You, you got to have that. And you should have that mentality anyway. But, you know, especially for Earl Spence, um, they, they talking about in the back call, they're going to get it back in blood. They gonna get it back in Spence blood. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why y'all want to see that again. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna buy it again. I'm gonna keep it real. But uh, but, but I'll watch it again for sure. Even uh, if it's at 154, as... you like, nah, I'm cool. I don't. I don't need to see. I've seen enough. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I've seen enough. You know what I mean? It, but if if Arrow really feels like he needs to he he can do it at 54 i mean why not i mean you got the rematch clause so but to be honest i think it's a check type of thing i don't think he really believes he can win i, I believe it's for a check um i don't know what what can be done fundamentally to change earl spence that would you know prevent him from getting beat like that again um so yeah i feel like the 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 charlo fight the charlo uh canelo winner that that's a good fight for Crawford. Um, I really want to see Jamel more than Canelo, but you know Jamel got to get past Canelo first. So, or maybe not, you know. But maybe not. But he definitely has to get back down and wait, and can't lose too bad to the point where he has to take time out of the ring. You know. Yeah, and I don't think it'll come to that. You know, to be honest, like it. It could, but even if, if Jamel does lose, I don't see him losing by, like, absolute destruction. I, I see him losing by, like, a decision, you know, a, a majority or a split or a unanimous decision. Hey, man, say, man. You know, hey, man, say, man. I thought the same shit with, with, with Spence and Crawford. I did not think it would be a fucking destruction the way it was right there. So, look. Yeah. Look, man. And that's not, the beauty of boxing. Hey, that's the beauty of boxing. We yeah. never know what's going to happen. You ain't wrong about that, champ. You ain't wrong about that. I'm just saying what I what I anticipate may be far from what happened. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I think Jamel will win, but you know what I mean. I feel like to win, he has to get the knockout. I don't think I don't think he can win just by by you know by decision. I just don't see it happening. You know, Bibble, we've seen Bibble completely outclass Canelo in a, in almost a shutout, and he didn't. He barely won on the cards. You know what I'm saying? So. Nah, yeah, but he wasn't beating the dog shit out of you know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He got beat by the bigger man, the man that started like five divisions above, six divisions above, you know? So it was just a bit different, but now nah, I get what you're saying, champ. I get it. Hopefully we do get that Charlo fight. I'd love to see that, especially after the, the shit talking during the Spence fight, man. He over there. And then for Charlo yeah. to downplay what Crawford had already did, it was just like it only made me want to see him more. Yeah, for real. I mean, Lil Charlo, he he seemed kind of shook. He said, he said, I'm about to fight Canelo. I don't I don't even <laughs> I was like, whoa. 
This not this 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 giving Jamal Charlo energy. This not Jamal Charlo energy. You're supposed to be the one with all the smoke. But I, I think they'll they'll make that fight happen no matter what. Win, lose, or draw with Canelo, we'll we'll get to see that fight. I just hope that Bud gets his credit. You know what I mean? When it's all said and done, I just hope Bud get his credit for everything he done did and and will do moving forward past this fight. So, but yeah, that that that's my call. All right, champ. Appreciate you calling in. That is everybody. Um, we got G Ball five dollars super chat. He says, "Jonathan Sims, quit talking like you know these boxers' life behind closed doors. You can praise someone without trying to condemn the other one." And that is our last. No, it ain't Raw Dog's son. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Trying to have an early day, champ. Where are you going? No, I mean the. They're, they're popping up one at a time. Yo, I uh, will you got to accept I, if you're I, on Discord. I will say, though, I loved the moment because I know I'm late. I love the moment with Sway and Bud. Mm. And he, bro, that Drago. And then the fact that he even goes like into the Drago voice. If he dies, he dies. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. It was dope. Uh, <laughs> some people was offended or a little hurt by it. But, you know, it's the fight game. Word. I, I enjoyed it myself. It is a fight game. Yo, and let me tell you. You there, Raw Dog? Let me tell you. I sure was Hello. I sure told people like, hey, remember you called me crazy for, for suggesting this fight? It's it's way crazy too. No, I've been saying the same thing, you know. You know what they I'm told glad, me? You I'm know glad what they told that someone on, some more than someone because it's it's Ebro from Hot 97 and Sway. And from Charlotte Universe Man. and it's Charlotte Man from 105. And that's that's touching the tank community. Nah, but you know, it's funny. It's on Say Cheese. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen it. I'm definitely seeing <laughs> it. You can't it run from cheese. it. Like, Tank is going to have to... Someone's going to ask him the interview. I mean, the question. It's it's only a matter of time. But uh, that is everybody. Especially after the Sway one. I feel like if, if it wasn't going to be after the Breakfast Club, definitely after the Sway one, like... Yeah, because he made it clear, like you said. Down. Yeah, because yeah, he said he made it clear, like yeah, you said you could tap my chin, come tap it then. Come tap um, it. Um, but listen, that's everybody. Catch me on the next one. We out.